Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from the Kingston Falls radio station discussing the 1984 cult classic Gremlins. This film was directed by Joe Dante and written by Chris Columbus. After changing much of the film to achieve a more lighthearted and optimistic feel, Gremlins still brings excitement with high stakes and creepy creatures. Blending this with cutting-age puppetry for its time, this film became an instant cult classic and a staple for many horror fans when the holidays roll around. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show and Wendigo getters Lala Thomas and Kristen Lofton. We cannot thank you enough for your continued support and for the suggestion. Thank you, Lala, and thank you, Kristen. So, what did you guys think about Gremlins the first time you saw it? I've seen this a million times. <laughs> I. Uh, this is also within my area of uh-huh. things I like. So you mean to tell me that you and Lala have a similar well, backstory with this film? Well, I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it. We used it. to watch it as kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do. I remember watching this as a kid and I loved it because it's... I mean, that can be terrifying. Uh, you know what I mean? A thousand little gremlins coming at you. <laughs> but then, too, you're watching it. It's like, what the fuck? It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Because they, they just want to fuck shit up. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So seeing that, it's like, oh, this is fun. You know what I mean? It's like, they just want to they just want to hang out, man. <laughs> <laughs> and destroy just, stuff. They're yeah. just like us. <laughs> well, I mean. I had never seen this before. Yeah. And I can very easily see how there's definitely a nostalgia factor because mm-hmm. it seems like one of those movies that if you saw it as a kid, yeah. this is with you for life. Oh, for yeah. sure. I did not see it as a kid. Yeah. Right. But I can see that it's an amazing bit of like gateway horror. Right. Yeah. I think that if you're trying to get your kids into horror, this is probably one of the perfect films to show them. Right, yeah. right. Um, I, it was all right. That's, I was watching <laughs> it while we were working on this and there were a couple scenes. There's a scene in a bar that uh-huh. we'll get right, to right. and there's a scene at a movie theater and I'm like oh T's gonna fucking hate this <laughs> like as I'm watching it I'm like he's gonna he's not gonna like this well I have notes <laughs> <laughs> there's I mean there's there's things that I would have preferred they did and things I would have preferred they didn't do mm-hmm. but I mean I can't force a film to be a film I want it to be. <laughs> you but know? Uh, what do you mean? We do that often. Well, yeah. <laughs> we do that a lot on this show. I think that's how I learned I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. I think for me, my 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 biggest thing is that technically, like as far as technical aspects, right, right, it's a very good, well-made film, uh-huh. right. Uh, I think that the tone and the mm-hmm. story for me is where I get lost. But it's a very well-made picture. Right, there's, right. There's definitely a shift in tone. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Um, I'm surprised uh, that you didn't bring up your pal, Steven Spielberg. Oh, because I got, was... <laughs> I've got notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was waiting on. There are several moments where I'm like, this is just... Like, he... <laughs> He when he produces a film, I feel like he really kind of gets in there a little too yeah. much for my right. taste. There's a lot of things that would be way more fitting if he had directed it that pop up in this film. Right. That I'm like, give give me a fucking break, Steve. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? But uh, from what I read, a lot of the stuff that does happen that pops up was Joe Dante's idea to like get a pop out of Steven Spielberg. Like yeah. when he yeah. saw it, he's like, oh shit, yeah, that's what he wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So 
I, I guess I got to cut him some slack yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> he Although, knew where his bread was buttered. Yeah. He did. I'm still mad about Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah, That's what kinda, I was like yeah. when I was watching it. I'm like, this wound is still sore from yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah. And it's so funny because friend of the show, Dylan, like brings up Steve now because of how much <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I don't want to say showed her his true colors <laughs> <laughs> but we did kind of do a little expose during the poltergeist right, episode right, right. so I think we might have poisoned the well on all <laughs> I mean Steve for a few people we are bringers of truth yes we're bone carriers <laughs> um bone carriers yeah it's a housewives reference but oh uh, nay <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like some game of thrones yeah. shit I was like I must have you missed know, that we're episode. We're using our fake names now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, then. Anyway, I had seen this movie once before, and that's all. Oh, wow. Um, Besides you, I felt like I was the only person in the world who had never seen Gremlins. Same. And so last year, you know, obviously it's 2020, and 2020 was shit in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And we started, because we couldn't really go do anything, we would take a cup and write the names of movies, put the movies in a cup, and every night we would pull a movie out and watch it with right. the kids. And as it got closer to Christmas, John Paul was like, okay, we need to watch Gremlins. We need to watch Jingle All the Way. We need to watch, like, Home Alone. All the shit that stupid. I... Oh, yeah, all yeah. of it. Um, so this was one that we watched around Christmas. And for me, like, for it being the first time I had seen it, and I wish I had seen it as a kid because I think this would have been my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. We had the Christmas tree, the Christmas lights are on, we're with the kids, it's all dark. I mean, it was really a perfect way, if I didn't see it as a kid, it was a perfect way for it to be my first watch. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed it. I mean, if you, (laughs) you can't go into this thinking that it's going to be anything other than what it is. (laughs) And we kind of talked about this with Silent Night, Deadly Night, and it's not as egregious here, Mm -hmm. but there is some setup in the front part of this film that they're just like nah fuck it let's get crazy yeah, yeah it, I, it's a li- <laughs> it does change <laughs> so, i mean if you don't if you weren't expecting too much from that uh-huh. then it's just fun like you said it's a really good gateway horror film for kids too because our kids loved it like right. they really really yeah. enjoyed it of course they did like again i wish i watched it when i was a kid because it's a fucking blast right but um I mean, yeah, you can't you can't, <laughs> you can't expect it to be anything but what it is. I just want to say with what is set up in the front half, like we're talking about. Yeah. It is two weeks in a row that I feel betrayed by. <laughs> <a film. laughs> so I just I don't know. But I feel like I'm going to be like a little a little critical of this film. Right. So I want to say positives. Yeah. I'm trying to do my sandwiches. Right. Okay. Already. Okay. Already. So here's a start. I'm going to give positives. Right. So I can get into negatives once we begin. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I do want to point out a lot of people credit this film with kind of not inventing but ushering in this idea that horror comedy can be profitable right Mm -hmm. this film came out in 1984 same weekend as ghostbusters oh all right and this film from what i saw on the box office made 212 million dollars damn and so you see from 84 on kind of an explosion of horror comedies yeah because yeah, they're like oh yeah yeah they're like oh well maybe this can this I'm works su- i'm surprised you didn't mention what a good year 1984 was it's best year okay <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting you say that i didn't know that the about the horror comedy mm-hmm. it's funny because he, like you were saying how the kids liked it 
I even as a kid watching it when I was small, I was like, this is great. It's funny. And it's and it, like I said, it I can see how if a thousand gremlins are chasing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> well, but, but sitting at home watching it on screen, you're like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> I think I think my brain's just ridiculous because when we watch Trilogy of Terror, that one Zuni fetish, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. See, but then those gremlins, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. I, I had the exact same thought when we were watching it or when I was watching it as well, because I, in my head, I'm thinking obviously that you're not going to like this oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm watching it and, and, you know, working on it or whatever. But then I literally thought about the Zuni fetish too. And I'm like, why is that okay? Because that is like fully accepted as terrifying. Yeah. Right. But the gremlins like, yeah, when you're a kid, I'm sure they're, they're creepy or whatever. I do like their design, but they're not, scary but right. the zuni fetish is scary like to me right. that was fucking horrifying do you when want I was me to tell you why because there's only one well no i think that <laughs> i think i think so uh lacked. the zuni fetish is scary because he doesn't say yum yum when he eats i mean we didn't see him eat yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now before we feed this film after midnight we would like to issue a warning for spoilers Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's turn off the lights. The film starts as a young boy, played by John Louie, leads Rand Peltzer, played by Hoyt Axton, down a street in Chinatown. Rand's voice narrates, introducing himself to us as an inventor and telling us that he has a story to tell. Everyone has a story, but no one has one like his. He's not wrong. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was interesting because he narrates the opening. He kind of bookends the film. He yeah. does, yeah. But no, no spoilers, obviously, but he misses out on a he lot does. of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the film. I, now that I'm like talking about it, I'm like, why isn't, and we haven't met him yet, but Billy, I feel like Billy yeah. would be the one to narrate this, but I mean, I don't know. Like have an older oh. Billy be like, yeah. you know, yeah. that Christmas was fucking <laughs> well, crazy. Christmas of 1984. <laughs> well, if you've seen the second one, we can't really do that. Oh. Uh, so. Okay. I don't know anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah. anything about that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> But Rand says it all started here. He was looking around shops and trying to find a present for his kid. Rand stops the kid leading him after he starts leading him down some steps. But after confirming that this is, in fact, his grandfather's store, he continues to follow him. I want to point out, because I have to, mm-hmm. the colors of Chinatown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a beautiful yeah, oh, yeah. No, it looks set. great. And then yeah. the fact that it's at night, like yeah. everything, oh, it, just, yeah. it looks really, really good. I think that Joe Dante, I watched this little featurette, mm-hmm. and he had said that they had filmed basically everything on the Universal backlot. Damn. And so like none of this is actual location. Oh, shit. And it's like, this is where I'm genuinely fooled because it looks like they're on real streets. Later on, it feels like a set, but there's like a charming aspect to that. Oh, for sure. But um, I I thought that was very cool. Yeah. But the inside of the shop is filled with oddities. It looked really fucking cool. Oh, I'd go there. Oh, yeah. If I can afford anything there, I would have bought. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But the boy encourages Rand to take a look around. Grandfather, played by Key Luke, smokes silently behind the counter with one white eye as the boy confirms to Rand that everything in here is real. Rand tells them that they have a lot, but they don't have his invention. He pulls it from his coat, calling it the bathroom buddy. He pitches it, and clearly this is not the first time he's pitched this. No, he's got it memorized. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much a Swiss Army knife for bathroom essentials, mirrors, a toothbrush, clippers, nail files. It's going to change traveling. 
He continues his pitch, spraying toothpaste on himself when he tries to show off the toothbrush, finally ending with giving grandfather his card. He offers to get these bathroom buddies by the dozen, presumably so that grandfather can sell them here. Mm-hmm. That product does not fit in this story. It, it no, not at all. <laughs> That's what was so... I'm like, why are you here, though? Like, I don't like, know why he thought that would <laughs> go here. It's not an airport fucking... No. Like, what are you talking about? I, I will say it's not the worst invention. No. It's not, but like, go talk to CVS. Like, this is not a little, like, no. owned I, shop kind of... I don't know. I would workshop the name. Yeah. Bathroom Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a friend who's willing to wipe your ass for you. Yeah. <laughs> His pitch, though, man. No. I'm not going to lie. I was like... He had it down. I, yeah, he had I would put some in my store. What did he... Uh, I make fantastical things for a fantastic world yeah. pretty like, good and all right got business cards yeah, yeah. i, I like, mean shit right, john paul's taking notes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do want to say the grandfather is clearly the inspiration for the frogurt guy on yes, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> on what i was thinking one of the greatest bits ever on yes. that show but that's all that's i was bad. thinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> the gremlins contain potassium yeah. benzoate <laughs> That's, That's bad. bad. I also wanted to mention that he was like 79 years old. Damn. Holy shit. And they still had to put makeup on him to age him because his skin was too smooth. <laughs> That's I'm like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Drop the skincare yeah. routine. Yeah, I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes have been looking a little. <laughs> <laughs> but Rand is distracted by the faint sound of an animal and goes to find the source of it. He lifts the cover off of... I guess a cage or a box, but we don't see what's inside. We see Rand and he looks happy asking the boy what it is. And the boy answers quickly. It's a mogwai. Rand smiles as the mogwai starts to sing. And the boy's like, oh, he just does that sometimes. Yeah, well, he's like, is he singing? He's yeah. Like, well, yeah, dude. This you can... is... <laughs> it's like, what, do you what hear do you... it or yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know you shouldn't no, be mean to <laughs> customers or whatever. Listening? Yeah. Get, get out. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, this is the first of many introductions to a mogwai right. and they are all subdued because I would be fucking Oh no yeah. And then it starts singing, I'd probably cry. Like it would be a <laughs> whole I I'm like I don't everybody's just like oh that's huh i think that's one of the most confusing things <laughs> it's about not this a film. puppy no yeah. like you've never seen some shit like that in your life nothing you has not. ever looked like this no no and everyone just treats it like it's oh yeah well, like, oh, I mean, a it's mogwai not, you yeah. say <laughs> it's not threatening or anything no it's but fucking I mean, adorable I, I would be like what is, <laughs> is it okay to touch or you should that be somewhere else or, or, it's yeah. singing it's I, singing i know like, that's a lot but Ran returns to Grandfather, offering him $100 for the Mogwai so he can give it to his son for Christmas. The boy's eyes go wide at the sight of the money, but Grandfather immediately tells him no. Rand doubles down, offering $200, but Grandfather just offers his apology with the final word that the Mogwai is not for sale. He starts to walk away and Rand complains to the boy. He's like, I thought you said everything yeah. in here was for sale. <laughs> well, it is on the sales floor. Yeah. But it was yeah. also covered and tucked away. Like, mind your own business. If it's not for sale, it's not for sale. Keep the Mogwai at home. Well, do they live <laughs> yeah. here? They probably live oh, here. Okay, well, then never mind. <laughs> uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, mm -hmm. I can't say anything yet, but the word Mogwai. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all I'll yeah. say yeah. right now. <laughs> But the boy follows grandfather, who's like done with this conversation, trying to get him to reconsider. But grandfather says that the Mogwai comes with much responsibility and it cannot be sold at any price. And that's that. He leaves. The boys, <laughs> the boy tells Rand, he's like, meet me outside. Yeah. Dude, 
Well, he's seen him dropping that 200. Yeah. Well, his eyes got, he was like, excuse me? But Rand does. The boy quickly comes out with the mogwai in in the box. And Rand asks, what about grandfather? And the boy's like, forget about that. He's crazy. We need the money. So Rand pays him and takes the mogwai. That little bastard. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Also, fuck Rand because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That man told, he said no. (laughs) And you've never seen this fucking thing before in your life. And he's talking about great responsibility. Like, I don't know. And then what happens later if he finds out? He's like, well, the kid said it was okay. (laughs) What? He's a fucking child. He can't make decisions like that. As Rand walks down the street, we hear the voice of the boy cautioning him that there are three rules that come with ownership of the Mogwai. The first is that he hates bright light, so keep him out of it. Sunlight will literally kill him. Second, he cannot get wet, so keep him away from water. But the most important rule is rule number three. Never forget, no matter what, even if he's crying or begging, never feed him after midnight. We hear Rand agreeing to these terms and wishing the boy a Merry Christmas. I saw an interview with, I mean, we're going to meet him in a second, but Zach Galligan, mm-hmm. and he was like, "It's always after midnight somewhere." He's like, "So that really doesn't make any yeah. sense." No, <laughs> I feel like it's it's almost like when you make a deal with the devil. Yeah, yes. it's like a heads I win, tails you yeah. know yes. that whole thing. That just made me laugh. He's like, "I don't, I don't get that." It uh, no, I do want to say that at this point, I've never seen this film before, but mm-hmm. I'm sure all those rules <laughs> will be followed. Right, absolutely, without incident. <laughs> But we cut to the daytime and we hear an ad for Rockin' Ricky Rialto's radio show. Over the snowy town of Kingston Falls, we get the title card Gremlins as Christmas music plays. And this is when I saw Steven Spielberg presents. And I I literally put, sorry, T. (laughs) I appreciate your apology. I'd rather hear it from him. But I also want to point out already the fucking Rockin' Rialto. The sign is literally the font of Indiana Jones. So we're already beginning. Like it it begins. Submersion. (laughs) (laughs) The credits go by as kids play in the town center, building snowmen, having snowball fights, and just running around before getting on a school bus. Sheriff Frank, played by Scott Brady, visits a Christmas tree farm and talks to the owner, played by Arnie Moore, and the owner's son, Pete, played by Corey Feldman. Hey, it's Corey Haim's friend. It is. Yeah. I, I was very surprised to see Corey Feldman here, but then it's also a movie in the 80s. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like, no, oh, he's right. At he's right surprised. at home. He's in every movie. In he's the crazy, 80s. but I love him. He, <laughs> the man's he's, been through a lot. He's been through a lot. lot okay. <laughs> I'm not do, saying I support his music, but no. the, the oh, man's no. been through fucking hell. Well, with the angels and stuff. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that. I hope he's not listening. He's just like, God damn it. I hey, gave it my best. I loved it. Corey Feldman Corey and Corey Feldman. Haim when I was a kid. Yes. Like oh, that, yeah. I was, I, did some excellent I was like, work. that's me. Me and my brother. <laughs> like, we're great. I want to point out a crazy like little fun fact that I learned. Mm-hmm. Scott Brady, his brother is Lawrence Tierney. What? Yeah. I wouldn't know because they have different last names, but that's his brother. And I read on, it might have been Wikipedia, but they apparently had a falling out for like 30 years. Yeah. And I'm like, did he try to stab you like Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> He looks like a man that's easy to fall out with. Dude, <laughs> that man is frightening. I'm not even going to lie to you. But Pete is dressed as a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also carrying out a Christmas tree for a customer, Mr. Anderson, played by Harry Carey Jr. It's called branding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the Christmas tree kid. Mm-hmm. When the sheriff tries to get a free one for the police station, it's no dice. 
We finally stop outside a house where Billy, played by Zach Galligan, sits in his Volkswagen bug with his dog Barney, played by a dog named Mushroom. All right. <laughs> New favorite character. Mushroom was also in Pumpkinhead. So, oh, shit. I mean, yeah. All right. God damn. This dog is the shit. It's got a good agent. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkinhead was good. Yeah. And a yeah. great name. He's like, I got the perfect dog yeah. for you. Mushroom. You guys seen Gremlins? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with him already. But. Billy struggles to start his car, finally giving up before opening the trunk. Smoke billows out from the engine. His neighbor, Mr. Futterman, played by Dick Miller, comes by to offer a jump and his opinions about foreign cars, but Billy declines. So Mr. Futterman's a racist. I mean, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got some fucking opinions, some, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. yeah. They play it for comedy, but it's like, yeah, God yeah. damn. This is a lot. He's about to get a talk show on fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. But Billy's already running late for work. Before he leaves, Mr. Futterman asks how Billy's comics are coming along. Billy doesn't really answer and him and Barney take off. This is one of those things because we're talking about his comics and then he's mm. drawing some later and then we never fucking talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one thing that's dropped. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it gave He it just wanted to show that he could draw. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> that's the point. Mm hmm. It's like, it's the same Friday the 13th. Yeah. I was yeah. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. We'll count it as an homage then, right? Sure. It's yeah. <laughs> totally on purpose. In all fairness, Dante put a lot of homages in this film oh, yeah. to well. other things. So maybe that's like, he's like, why did they drop yeah. that? I don't, but I'm going to do the right. exact same thing. Well, we could do that too. <laughs> but Billy and Barney quickly hoof it to the bank where Billy works. He takes his place behind the counter and Barney sits at Billy's feet under the desk and Billy like ties, you know, ties him to the desk. Yeah. I'm like, is yeah. this regulation? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. Probably not at this bank. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or well. any bank. So, the, so this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think the dog works here. No, really. No. So we're so we're kind of setting the small town For setting. Sure. There wasn't that much traffic. Mm -hmm. He was able to make it to work by walking in like ten minutes. You know what yeah. I mean? That's I, that too. I was kind of like, where's the cars? Where's all the people at? I was uh, like, there's yeah. like nobody here. It's a very small town. Yeah. yeah. I thought that, I mean, and this is one of the sets. Right. Well, I mean. And you feel like it's, I mean, it feels like a set. Yeah. But again, it's charming. It, yeah, it is. It just works. It and I love the snow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I do want to point out something very quickly. Yes. We pass a theater. Right. Yes. On yes, the way yes. to work. Yeah. Uh, the two movies that are playing are A Boy's Life and mm -hmm. Watch the Skies. Yeah. These were early titles for E.T., all right. See, I had asked your sister. I said, man, I, I had paused it and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm wondering if these are real movies yeah. or if they were made up for this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I was going to look for it. And then I was like, fuck, I need to finish the movie. It was all to make Spielberg <laughs> yeah. smile. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> just wanted to make him smile. See, and I'm glad to hear that because I read that on Film School Rejects. He said he just wanted to make him happy. Yeah. But I was afraid it was going to be one of those things where he's like, look, Joe Dante's not really a take charge. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I was really afraid. And then he has to issue an apology. Yeah. yeah. I did want to point out very quickly, um, reusing a lot of people. Right. The director of photography is John Hora, who mm -hmm. worked with Spielberg and Dante on the Twilight Zone film, worked with Dante on The Howling. And also directed, or was the director of photography for the Smooth Criminal video. That has nothing oh, to do hey, with anybody, but I thought it was yeah. cool. <laughs> but good video. It is a good yeah. video. That's when they do the lean. Yeah. But <laughs> Turns into a robot and shit. 
It's, it's yeah. nuts. <laughs> it, they had a lot of interesting yeah. ideas back then. But the cool one for me, Jerry Goldsmith, the music. Yes. Yeah. Right. We've talked about this dude how many times? At yeah. least three in the last couple months. I was going to say yeah. recently. <laughs> so it's nice to have him back. Yeah. And he does a great job on the score. He, oh, does, yeah. he always does a great, like he always brings it. There is one song that's a little annoying to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, but uh, for the most part, it's amazing. Right. But back at the bank, as Billy quickly tries to clip on his tie, he sets out his nameplate upside down, and we see that his name is William Peltzer. Peltzer. Right. Kate, played by Phoebe Cates, notices him and goes over. She asks him to sign a petition to declare Dory's Pub a landmark because someone named Mrs. Deagle is trying to take his lease away, citing that the pub is a dive and a public nuisance. Billy signs, but he makes it clear that this isn't the first person Mrs. Deagle has done this to. Billy says that Dory's pub is where his dad proposed to his mom. And Kate's like, that's where everyone's dad proposed to everyone's mom. I do want to say that she's calling the pub a public nuisance, but I'm pretty sure Billy passed a Burger King on the way to work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm fucking, I've had it up to here. Okay. (laughs) With your Burger King slander. Those are the sloppiest sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) They're good though, man. I'm glad you guys like them. (laughs) If you want to hear us yell at each other about food, join us over on Talk More. Oh yeah. The Burger King sign looked really cool, though. At least you have to give me yeah. that. It looked really cool because it was like vintage. Right. Yeah. It was contemporary for the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> looking back. But also, doesn't yeah. it feel weird that that very old, like looking small town just has a fresh Burger King? Yeah. Well, they I mean, they got some uh, <laughs> sloppy coin, I think, to put Shut that in there. Up. But Billy hands her back the petition in the pen and they share a longing look. And you're uh, like, all right. So yeah, here's our. There's you know. some tension. Yeah. But outside, angrily stomping down the street, is Mrs. Deagle herself, played by Polly Holiday. She carries a broken snowman head decoration, and when someone wishes her good morning, she's like, what's so good about it? Why was he so shocked? He, he was, was like, <laughs> dude, <Yeah. gasp. laughs> I thought, I, uh, I should just spit at that lady. Get out of here. <laughs> What was it on Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yeah. I I thought his gasp was. It was shut. But goddamn. Although I do respect her energy. Yeah. Not outwardly. You feel that way inside. You just say, yeah, 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 good morning. Like, Wait, so even outwardly, you're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just say good morning. It's like Um, part of being a human in society. I'm going to take some notes. (laughs) (laughs) But I say I respect her energy right now. Yeah, because no. Because in like five seconds. Uh, okay, as long as we're on a, in agreement there. Yes. But Mrs. Deagle t- talks shit to literally everyone she passes. Yeah. <laughs> Back at his counter, as he counts money out to a customer, Billy sees her coming from the window. She crosses the street with no precaution, forcing two cars to slam on their brakes. Outside, Mrs. Harris, played by Belinda Belosky, with her two kids, tells Mrs. Deagle that her husband got another job and she started doing sewing on the side. Neither of them will be paid for two weeks, though, so she asks for more time, presumably to make payments, you know, on something. Right. Mrs. Deagle says that she and the bank's sole purpose in life is to make money, not support deadbeats. And when she says this, she literally looks at the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. I'm like, they're children. Why, yeah, why are the kids deadbeats? I don't understand. And if they have jobs, they're... They're trying. Yeah. Yeah. And she's literally telling you, we will get yeah. paid. Give me a little more time. Yeah. In two weeks, she yes. says yeah. Anyway... When Mrs. Harris tries to remind her that it's Christmas, Mrs. Deagle says that now she'll know what to ask Santa for. And she just turns and heads inside the Uh. bank. Mrs. Harris, 
ushers her kids away and one is like i'm hungry and she's like me too i was like, like they're yeah. fucking going through it like yeah. mrs deagle's a monster already she hasn't even entered really the yeah. scene yet that's she's screwed right yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah but once inside the bank mrs deagle cuts everyone in line and literally elbows someone out of the way to slam the snowman head down on the counter in front of billy she says that this is all that's left of her imported Bavarian snowman because Barney broke it this morning. Now, I don't know when Barney had the opportunity yeah, to no do this. Shit. Did he do it in a deleted scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He's been walking to yes, work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> he just clocked in. Like, yeah. that's not Barney. But... He's like, you can check my time card. <laughs> yeah. I've been fucking, I've been here. But Billy apologizes and even offers to pay for the snowman. Yeah. But Mrs. Deagle doesn't want money. She wants Barney to be put down. Well, this at is the first, biggest yeah. overreaction I've ever seen in my life. She said, okay, so she says, <laughs> I want your dog. Yeah. yeah. Which I said at the beginning that she was Scrooge. Right. Now I have two ideas. Either she's Cruella DeVille. Right. Yeah. Or even worse, she's Michael Myers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you hungry with this? Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but I don't see how that's a fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fair punishment your dog broke my snowman now so he's I'm, dinner yeah. like, i don't know what to tell you that's just what it is it's a direct line yeah. to, to dinner <laughs> i don't know what you don't understand she literally says that barney being put down at the kennel is more merciful than what she would do to him when billy asked what that would be she basically says that she would torture barney to a slow painful death Barney's still under the desk and looking very nervous. And when she says this, he bites the rope, keeping him tied to the desk. He's like, oh, not today. Yeah. Bitch. Like, I, I'm not doing like, this. That, shit. That's about enough. This is too yeah. much. <laughs> this is self-defense, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's still he's still holding it together. He's he just is. ready. Yeah. This is him taking his earrings off. He yeah. hasn't started, he's not started yet. Hold my glasses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mrs. Deagle proposes that she could put Barney in her dryer under high heat. And this is when Barney's like, bitch and pops right yeah. out from under the desk he knocks the snowman head over of course dramatically causing it yeah. to break on the floor mm -hmm. he then comes for that ass knocking mrs deagle to the ground and biting her sleeve oh well, she wanted to get rough yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Two men, Mr. Corbin, played by Edward Andrews, and Gerald Hopkins, played by Judge Reinhold. Yeah. <laughs> Mock trial. Mock trial with, with Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Help Mrs. Deagle to her feet as she complains about her weak heart. It's like, bitch, you were just yelling. Like, yeah. stop. Can we talk about how not only is she threatening this dog in public? Yeah, I was gonna, people can hear you. Yeah, like, I think uh, it was Mr. The guy that bought the Christmas tree at the beginning. She's like, "I'll put him under my dryer, uh, in my dryer, under yeah. my heat," and he's like, "Oh yeah, that would do it." Yeah. It's like, what, are yeah. you, what is fucking like, doing? Don't help with yeah. this dog murder. Why are he's you? Like, yes, ma'am. You're an accomplice. <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? But Mr. Corbin demands to know what Barney is even doing here. And Billy tells Mrs. Deagle that Barney never would have hurt her. I agree mm. to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the look in his eyes. Well, he didn't tell the dog attacker. He, he, he was talking shit. And he, he was like, hey, he hold on. <laughs> like, you're trying to eat me. Yeah. No. He was personally offended. Yeah. <laughs> but she comes for his neck, saying that he's just making excuses like his father, the loser. She's had to listen to his excuses for 10 years. She yells at Barney that she'll get him when he least expects it before walking away crying about her heart. And everybody just lets this happen. Yeah. I'm like, how normal is this, is yeah, this shit? You no know? Yeah. They're like, oh, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> 
Mr. Corbin follows after her groveling and Gerald talks shit to Billy one more time before going after them. This is why I'm like, I was kind of expecting to find out that Mrs. Deagle was like the mayor's wife or like something crazy or the mayor herself or like, I don't, but like, I guess we find out later it's like a real estate situation, but she's got everybody by the balls. And I kind of would have liked a little more like unpacking as to why everybody just kisses her ass when she's a literal monster well i mean i feel like you could mobilize the town to kill her (laughs) (laughs) i mean just based on what i've seen yeah evil dies tonight (laughs) and nobody would (laughs) it would be the town secret like you remember that dude there was that big true crime case where there was this dude that was such an asshole to everyone that they murdered him in broad daylight the whole town i didn't didn't see anything i I don't know what you're talking about for years people have maintained (laughs) (laughs) so i think mrs deagle right i mean she's got to be at that level oh yeah what a monster like who threatens an animal like that like well, what a monster everybody yes. nobody yes. nobody cared because well, she knows yes. she's got immunity take her ass out it's not that hard no <laughs> but we cut to dory's pub a man admires billy's drawings of mrs deagle as a giant dragon monster that people are fighting it is it's really good it's a good <laughs> drawing interesting thing that man was chuck jones he is the guy who not only co-created bugs bunny I was going to say, I know that name. And I was going to say, I only knew the name because at the end of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons, I remember seeing his name on there. That is insane. Like as a a child. (laughs) (laughs) Tom and Jerry's great. It's so good. (laughs) But Gerald comes in, immediately talking shit to Billy, calling him Captain Clip-On. He sits down next to him and remarks that Billy nearly got fired today, but Mr. Corbin had second thoughts because of the holidays. But Gerald would have fired him in a second. Billy just takes his sketch pad and leaves, but Gerald follows him to his table. It's like, I'm not, I'm not through demeaning you. It's like, no, dude. He says he's junior vice president at 23 years old. And by the time he's 25, he'll have Mr. Corbin's job. And at 30, he'll be a millionaire. It's like, well, he's got plans. Yeah. I'm- Is it weird that I, uh, that I was excited when I remembered that he was in this movie when I watched it again? I like him when he's in a movie being an asshole. Or he's, he's a di- good asshole. Yeah. yeah he he's a good asshole. I, he reminds like you, you ever like accidentally stumble upon hustle twitter no no <laughs> well hustle, hustle, hustle twitter is where people are like oh there's no such thing as free time because work 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 and all oh, this shit no. and they're like if your dog if your boss spits in your mouth that's just part of the I feel like <laughs> no I, i'm okay. I feel like it's just yeah. a bunch of ceos with like, yeah, no, like sure. fake burner, burner accounts, accounts. <laughs> yeah. you should work 80 yeah. hours a week <laughs> for half pay that's real hustle yeah. like i that's the vibe i get from gerald oh 100 yeah. i'm just glad twitter wasn't around <laughs> this time He's also a close talker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very good. But he really did care about Jerry's parents. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was a good guy. But he contrasts this with Billy, who he says is practically supporting his whole family, which is like noble. Yeah. But he says it like, yeah, well, what a fucking loser. He's busting his ass. Yeah. yeah. But he offers advice. The world is changing, so he needs to get tough. Billy's like, well, no one's tougher than you, Jer. But Gerald gets upset that he called him Jer instead of Gerald. He's like, don't fucking. (laughs) Kate comes over to take his order and Billy is surprised that she's working here. But Kate says she's working on weeknights so that Dory doesn't have to pay another waitress. Which like, wow, Kate. Like, It feels like there's something being said here about the poverty level in this town. Yeah. 
and it also just gets abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's the other thing is that they're really setting up something about class. Right. Yeah. And nah. So what if Billy, this is like a contained situation within this town that nobody mm. else knows about. And then Billy writes a comic book about it and then they all get rich and he saves the pub and then uh, right. hire someone to murder Mrs. Deagle and then everyone <laughs> lives happily oh, ever after. Right. Like this, uh, this incorporates. <laughs> <laughs> but, but who are the gremlins in this case? Well, we've taken care of that problem. <laughs> no, they after, were the gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mrs. Deagle was the gremlin all along. Ah. No, after the experiences of this movie, he uses his talents because this is all shit that we've abandoned. Right. Um, pick it back up. Yeah. What? Roll credits. Right. <laughs> Are you saying 37 years later we we make yeah. it happen? Uh, yes. You can play Billy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but Gerald continues to talk shit, saying that she's working for nothing. And then he's like, you haven't seen my new apartment. It's like, you're insulting me. You're yeah. literally insulting me right now. So he's also part of the pickup yeah. artist culture. Yes. But she's like, well, I've never seen your old one either. It's like, yes, bitch. Good uh. But... He says, he's like, I have cable. It's like, dude. Did that yeah, work? Yeah, I, I wrote that too. I was like, was that a pickup line? I have TV. It's oh, like, oh, okay. oh, shit. Yeah. You ever heard married? of the home box office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he asks her to have dinner with him tomorrow, but she's not interested. She says that she has to work. She smiles at Billy and plucks something off of his shoulder. But Gerald laughs and he's like, why? It's not like Dory can dock your pay. It's like, dude, <laughs> you're just an was. asshole. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. I saw that Zach Galligan had said that Phoebe Cates told him that you should try to add something to every scene that you're in. And mm -hmm. so she put that on his shoulder so that she could take it off. Mm. I thought that because it's such yeah. a subtle like. I also as well love her growing up yes. when I was a youngster. I loved this girl so yeah. much. But she's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She's yeah. in the second Gremlins. Like she's great. See, that's and that's what I wanted to talk about. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm -hmm. with Judge Reinhold. Yeah. yeah. And He's great in that movie. He too. is. <laughs> the the literal only scene that I know and remember is the bikini scene. It's a little graphic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that like blew my mind is according to Film School Rejects, I think they said it on the commentary. Mm -hmm. She was honestly, whenever they were talking about casting her, yeah. they're like, I'm not sure because I don't really know how wholesome she is because of that scene in Fast Times right. at Ridgemont High. But first of all, fuck the casting person. Yeah. But second of all, she plays this character so sweetly and she well. She does. Yeah. She really does. And can we talk about how there was no issue casting Judge Reinhold, who was pounding off into a toilet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went from being a dickhead to be another dickhead. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. Pounding off. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was uh, taking care of himself. He <laughs> so I'm, I'm just i think that's a little uh yeah. little odd but can, please it's continue that yeah. double standard it is it, it you know yeah. shit don't change mm -mm. should should right. but it, it doesn't but she does great you know oh, I mean? yeah. like you she, said, really, she, she really she really does really good it's called acting folks yeah. <laughs> i don't understand it's like, no she can clearly only do this yeah. one yeah. thing no but Billy finally comes home. When he closes the door, he knocks a decorative sword off the wall and has to pick it back up. He goes into the kitchen where his mom, Lynn, played by Frances Lee McCain, is watching It's a Wonderful Life and chopping a mountain of onions. A lot of onions. <laughs> <It's> a lot. <laughs> 
he's the breadwinner and this is the house yeah yeah that's I a mean, nice well i mean gerald also could have been being an asshole like maybe he's yeah. not paying all the bills like it, he didn't seem his like he spoke gotta, in absolutes his dad's <laughs> no, gotta sell something yeah that's i mean true. he's gotta pay for all the wires yeah. I, like, I don't know why i trusted gerald i was like yeah. billy's like turn the goddamn <laughs> lights off i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah i work part-time at a bank i can't <laughs> but when he asks if he can help she tells him to do the eggs he reluctantly approaches a contraption with the name peltzer on the side there are eggs loaded up into it and when he presses a button a chicken comes out and breaks one of the eggs but instead of the insides falling into a bowl the whole thing falls as well as all the other eggs that were lined up behind it Billy tries to load it back up, but finally shares a knowing look with his mom. She says that his dad's inventions worked so great for the first few weeks, but... Yeah. My thing is, the fact that it made the chicken noise... Yeah. It did make, it did make the chicken noise. In Was 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that impressive enough. Good work. No, he does... He, they all just seem like... Because we see many... Inventions, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they all seem like they just need to be fine-tuned like right. clearly he's very intelligent mm-hmm. he's making them all himself like if he could get a little bit of help i just love that his family supports him by still trying to yeah to use they're using right. yeah. and much like with tree boy great branding <laughs> he's got his logo on all the shit like it's really <laughs> <Yeah>. good <laughs> he yeah does. I, I wondered that too yeah. still. i was like does why was he in a fucking uh, tree <laughs> an costume? identical logo on every uh, machine yeah man i'm impressed but he notices that his mom is emotional and when she tries to blame it on the sad movie he asks again she finally confesses that mrs deagle called again this afternoon but before she can go into greater detail they hear the door open and rand come in singing she's like let's not talk about this in front of him so I do want to talk about him coming in singing because mm-hmm. I found something insane. Right. He is actually, or was, I believe he's passed. He was a singer songwriter. Oh, wow. And he wrote Joy to the World for Three Dog Night. What? Yeah, that's one of his credits. That's oh, wow. <laughs> and I apparently his mom was also a songwriter. She huh. wrote Heartbreak Hotel for Elvis. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was singing, I was like, we're getting a pretty good sound. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to look it up. But yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say he was like an opera singer. He was. I was like, well, no, he's, right, he's yeah, got I a like, voice. I would have believed that. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> that's nuts, man. That's a, that's a good song. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good song. But in the living room, Rand puts the sword back on the wall and hugs Lynn and Billy when they come to greet him. He tells her that a store may be interested in selling the bathroom buddy and she congratulates him. But her face looks kind of skeptical when his back is turned. He hands Billy a box wrapped in Christmas wrapping paper. He cautions him against shaking it and tells him that it cannot wait until Christmas. Barney barks up at the box and Billy guesses that it's a puppy. He excitedly sits on the couch as Rand asks Lynn to turn the lights down. I appreciated that he's tr- he's yeah. listening. He's He listened. At least he's making an effort. Yeah. Right. But did he really hook up one of them old ass 80 cell phones just to turn off the light? Well, <laughs> instead of using a switch, she presses the button on a huge contraption. Yeah. And the, but the lights do dim. They do. No, so, they, it works. You know? Yeah. Did, it, did it say Peltzer on the side of it? it uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy opens the box and the Mogwai pops out for a split second before settling back inside. Rand tells him that this is his new pet. They all watch as two little hands grip the side of the box and the Mogwai's head raises into view. Now, you've all seen Mogwai's. They're, mm-hmm. it, it's adorable. Like, right. I, he's making a face. Yeah. Fucking cute. I think they're very cute. Mm-hmm. I think the eyes are cute. Right. 
You lose me with the primate mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's little. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. But Billy is happy with this gift and even Barney sniffs at it investigating. Billy picks him up and cradles him. Rand tells him it's called a mogwai, some Chinese word, but he calls him gizmo and the mogwai seems to like it. That sounds nothing like Mogwai. Nope. Like he just gave up. (laughs) Well, but if he is, I mean, that kind of is fitting for Rand because he's building shit and, you know, it's cute. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a few things about the Mogwai, if you'll indulge me. Of course. With some behind the scenes business. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, the Mogwai and the gremlins that we'll learn about later. Mm Mm-hmm. Were spoiler alert. Well, I mean the movie. <laughs> it's, <called. laughs> it's not like it's the title of the film. No, no, no. But they were designed by Chris Wayless, who we should all remember because in a couple years he did the creature design for the fly. Ah, uh, all right. One of the fucking nice. <laughs> best films we've ever covered. It was, I think, the original sketches were done by Chris Columbus, mm-hmm. the screenwriter. Right. Well, yeah yeah not the not rapist the, and uh fucking thief. asshole explorer <laughs> but i had also read that steven spielberg wanted gizmo to look like his dogs <laughs> what this the is fuck? the most yeah. self-indulgent and, human no. <laughs> yeah. and in the featurette i don't think i've ever seen a happier person when he's telling you that he wanted it to yeah. look like his dogs and there are pictures of his dogs in the featurette because yeah. they're like look at it it's yeah. a gizmo but he's like i know you guys wanted to call it gizmo but what about yeah. steven <laughs> are we so we're no on steven yeah. so we can't do it's steven like he brings that up every time he yeah. says, <laughs> what about spiely get him out get of here get him the fuck out of here but um they brought zach galligan into chris Wallace's workshop uh-huh. and he kind of had to get acquainted because he's with gizmo more than yeah. right. like anybody in this film and in most scenes in fact he has like dozens of wires taped to him Man. that you can't see yeah. and each wire is connected to a little control thing for one of Wallace's people to fucking operate this thing yeah, yeah that's I cannot imagine. No. I saw an interview with him where he said one person would be controlling the ears. One person mm-hmm. had the eyes. One person had the mouth. Like and all of these wires are up his sleeves, yeah, down yeah. his shirt. Yeah. Like just crazy. And this is what I'm saying as far as like the technical aspects. Right, right. Yeah. Because the coordination. Yes. No. Like, I wondered. I was like, man, this looks really good look still. Because they so good. Yeah. It's still like 30 plus no, years yeah. later. Yeah. I was like, this isn't bad. I saw in an interview that he had said that he had to give his all in every single take. There was no phoning it in. Yeah. Because when they, they would do the take over and over and over, and then whatever one Gizmo looked the best in yeah. is what they picked. So Damn. if he was phoning it in and he looked like shit, but Gizmo looked great, yeah. you just looked like shit in the movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like he was not important. It was all about Gizmo. Well, I mean, they're not making millions on Billy dolls. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're not. He also said that whenever they would leave the studio, whenever he would drive off the lot, uh-huh. they would make him pop his trunk and search because he said that there were several Gizmos because the Mogwais are little. Right. But the Gremlin dolls or whatever are big right the mogwais are real small so they were like he said 30 to forty-five thousand dollars a piece for each mogwai and he said that they would make him pop his trunk and they would search to make sure that he didn't take one just him or everybody well he said everybody but he he was like i'm in like i'm kind of the star of this and they're like well you have the most access to them so we have to look 
Get yeah. the fuck like, out of geez. here. That's fucking crazy. Because yeah. people, the gremlins were too big to steal, but right, those little right. mogwais, yeah, yeah, they were scared. I mean, they're fucking expensive. No, yeah. I did read that they made larger models, mm-hmm. like of the mogwais face and head. Right, right. Whenever they were doing like the super close ups of them. Yeah. So that they could get, because there's a range of emotion. There, yeah. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> and they had like different, like almost masks that they put almost like, I don't want to compare it to stop motion. But you know how they have the different faces for yeah, each yeah. thing? Yeah. That's kind of what it was. And they would kind of like peel it off like a mask. And then they would pop the new one on that they needed if fucking That's, Gizmo needed yeah, to look yeah. sad. <laughs> Whatever, you know? He's sad and stressed a lot. Yeah. He is. <laughs> and that's about all he does. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. But uh, the technical aspect, they said I think it was three months on that they did with actors and puppets. And then they took a like a couple weeks break. Then they came back to the set mm-hmm. and they filmed two months just Gremlins and that Mogwai. God damn. Like it's a lot of work that went into yeah. this. I saw that. I can't remember if it was Joe Dante or Zach Galligan, but one of them had said that it was strategic that the Mogwai don't like light because they wanted them to be kind of shadowed right. so that right. you couldn't, you know, don't look yeah. too close. No, you know? yeah. That's funny because... I was watching a video. Man, I wish I could remember the name of the channel on YouTube. But they were trying to use today's technology to recreate the T-Rex scene Mm -hmm. in Jurassic Park 1. And they did. And they were like, we cannot replicate what they did. He was like, they used practical effects and, you know what I mean? Like CGI. They were like, they did it so good. They were like, it doesn't matter. We're using Mm -hmm. everything from today. They were like, and we can't do that. They were like, it's so good. That's nuts. I was like, damn. And and this, you can see, like you said, the time. Yes. Like, it looks good. Yeah. Well, they had to try harder back then. And you can can tell. Like, you can feel it. I think that's one thing, because I know a lot of people have said that that feels dated in this film. Yeah. But if the Mogwai were fucking CG, yeah. yeah, that would be dated in like a year. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it wouldn't it wouldn't hold the same. I don't know. I just that would be disappointing, yeah. I think. And I'm sorry, but he did say that acting with it was difficult because of all the wires and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of fucking your favorite movies, people are acting versus a tennis ball. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know, man. He said that all the um, voices were added in after. Mm-hmm. So he would sit there and be talking to it, and it's just mechanical <laughs> 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 noises. Oh, and they said Gizmo broke down all the time. That's oh <laughs> man! And it would put them like hours off the day. Watching him in interviews, Zach Galligan just seems like a, a cool dude. Like, oh, he yeah. seems like a really nice yeah. guy. I would agree. But back to the movie. <laughs> Lynn takes a photo of Billy Gizmo and Barney sitting on the couch. The flash goes off, and Gizmo cries out, "Bright light! Bright light!" T's <laughs> already T's yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally because look, I understand. I will let him sing. That's fine. Uh-huh. But the second I said, did that motherfucker just say bright light? Yeah. And nobody's like, oh shit. Yeah. That's Nobody. my thing. <laughs> Everybody underreacts, and he's speaking English. Yes. Yeah. If he's gra- well, I guess grandfather was speaking English, yeah. but I I don't know. It was. I just, just my. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. The fact that he used a modifier, like, yeah. what kind <laughs> of light is it? It's bright. Like, this is a lot. You're a creature. You shouldn't know any of this shit. And they're just like, oh, he doesn't like light. Like, yeah. They, they don't like, even oh, care. okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> oh, and the voice of Gizmo was Howie Mandel. That's... Get out of yes. here. Unbelievable. That's fantastic. I almost said Harvey Keitel, but those are That's two very not- different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
I would have loved Harvey Keitel as Gizmo. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Fucking Howie Mandel is a germaphobe and Gizmo refuses to wipe his nose. <laughs> so that's interesting. It's called acting. Mm, we've learned. <laughs> but Gizmo jumps from Billy's arms to Rand's. Rand warns Lynn that Gizmo hates bright light. And we see that Gizmo is shook and yeah. very upset. Rand takes this opportunity to tell Billy the rules. Gizmo doesn't like bright lights and sunlight will kill him. <laughs> 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 he probably should have led with that. Yeah, the yeah, that's what I wrote. I was like, you probably should have said that first. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like getting a new vampire and saying, no, he doesn't like yeah. garlic. Also, but also sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but keep him away from water. He can't drink water and he certainly can't have a bath. And the most important rule, never feed him after midnight. That night, Billy sits in his room. He plays a note on a small keyboard and then Gizmo sings the note for him. Okay. Again. <laughs> he doesn't find this odd no, at all. Like, oh, that, yeah, that I was like, he's a lot smarter than we you know that we yeah. think then he is should this be not yeah is this not concerning or he's just he's sitting there he's playing then it's just like no we're gonna be the next Lennon mccartney because yeah. <laughs> i'm like <laughs> mog cartney <laughs> but i just i don't think that this is normal if no. you got a new if you got a kitten and the kitten was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like what and the speaking fuck? english i don't know why i feel like they should have their own language. Like it's well, some, there's they, something upsetting about it they speaking do, English. They do kind of, but then he's also, I guess, taking night classes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not eating, so it might as well right. do something with his time. But I just don't understand how, how everyone's so chill about this. Are new species discovered all the time in this town? In this oh, town, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I guess. You know what though? I don't I think I I would be surprised, but if Luna started talking to me, I'd probably just talk to her back and then be like, you're a fucking cat. I think am I really <laughs> <laughs> like, are you really talking to me, dude? I think that you'd have to build up to a tolerance of that because every single time your cat talked to you, you'd be like, Oh fuck. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I've been right. talking to can her for three weeks. You know, you not gotta, do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot. But finally, taking it a step further, Gizmo starts playing the keyboard himself and Billy just looks thrilled. He puts a Santa hat on Gizmo and Barney's just watching like, oh, so fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, he's fucking like uh, Santa's little helper and we love you. <laughs> he's try He's got to try to impress him all over again. <laughs> But Billy puts a Santa hat on Gizmo and as he tries to show Gizmo himself in the mirror, light reflects off of it and Gizmo jumps and falls off the table and into a trash can. Man, he shined that light in his face himself. He was <laughs> like moving it like, He's how like, can what? I blind him? <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. He's wanted to test it. Yeah. <laughs> he mutters angrily until Billy pulls him out. He remarks that Gizmo hurt himself and carries him into the bathroom. The lights are on and Gizmo calls out again. <laughs> Bright light bright light come on <laughs> until billy remembers to turn the light off he sets gizmo on the counter and wraps up gizmo's head as he whines unhappily is that even gonna stay on his head for <laughs> no. real in his bedroom billy cuddles up with barney to go to sleep he tells gizmo good night and gizmo is in his own little bed on a chair next to billy's bed there's some like sincere yeah. music playing this whole time because yeah. we're a family now yeah. like, sure man he's, he's Really gotten comfortable. He's only been here tonight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're already writing songs together. And <laughs> <laughs> but the next morning, Billy takes a glass out of the cabinet and reluctantly approaches another one of his dad's inventions, a juicer. 
He puts one orange inside and the juice starts to pour out. He holds the cup under it, happily surprised, but then juice starts exploding out of the top, covering Billy in it. Not from one fucking well, I orange. Say, a lot of juice. I don't know if you've ever juiced an orange before. You're it's lucky. Like two drops. <laughs> yeah. But the front door opens and Pete comes in, still wearing a Christmas tree costume and struggles to bring a tree into the house. He calls out for Billy's help, but Billy's still in the kitchen cleaning himself up. There's orange juice everywhere. Pete comes in and says that he thought Rand fixed the juicer. And Billy's like, yeah, I thought so, too. Pete advises that they just start buying their juice in a carton. And then the juicer starts to sputter again. There is no quality department at Peltzer. No, yeah. there's a, <laughs> he is, this is the test. Yeah. <laughs> In Billy's room, Gizmo's watching a movie and getting super into it. When there are race cars on the screen, he even starts to mimic driving and makes vroom vroom noises. It's a lot. <laughs> he <laughs> likes so, it. He's so cute. <laughs> Barney just watches him. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of shit you're into yeah. now? It's like, I play fetch. <laughs> right, I can talk too, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy and Pete come up stashing. I don't know if is he's throwing his costume away. I think uh, so. Yeah. In Billy's room because he's like, I'll just tell my dad. <laughs> he's some, like, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll tell my dad some bikers stole it from me. That's very sure, specific. Yeah. Although I believe it, it's specific. Yeah. In this town? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, I don't Same know. as Deagle stole yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that I would go. believe. Mrs. Deagle is giving it a lethal injection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She threw it in the, what, the dryer or something? Yeah. But Billy changes his shirt while Pete marvels at one of Billy's comic books on his bed. When he moves the blanket to get a better look at the comic, he throws it right over Gizmo. When Gizmo starts to move, Pete notices, so Billy shows off his new pet. Again, Pete is, like, really, like, enamored and excited about it, but he's Mm -hmm. not like, what the fuck is that? Which is... I feel like an appropriate reaction. Yeah, I feel like Barney is the only one that is treating yeah. Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like trust this guy. <laughs> Pete plays with Gizmo, but Gizmo seems kind of annoyed. Billy takes him over to the table and Pete asks where he can get one for himself. But Billy says this is the only one he's ever seen. You've barely even met this thing. What if it bites like all the yeah. time? He's like, I want one. Yeah. like cute. Uh, you keep saying that. <laughs> I want to point out during their conversation they had, I think it's Billy references something called Dr. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Fantasy was the, I guess, nickname slash magician name of the producer, Frank Marshall. Mm-hmm. If you recall at the end of Poltergeist in the hotel marquee, it said now welcoming Dr. Fantasy yeah. and friends yeah. again with Spielberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Henry Zabrowski's Twitter handle is Dr. Fantasty. Is it really? (laughs) Good on (laughs) you. Gizmo starts to sing and Pete gets Billy's permission to pick him up, which he should have asked Gizmo because Gizmo can talk. Like, I mean, it's like, may I? (laughs) Uh -uh. When he reaches out to grab Gizmo, he knocks over a glass of paintbrushes and water and it spills on Gizmo and Gizmo is fucking devastated. (laughs) He does not take it well. He freaks the fuck out. He falls onto his stomach and starts screeching while his back starts to ripple and smoke. 
Pete asks what was in the glass and Billy's like, it's just water. But like, literally, you were told. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he's like, why is he fucking to a pussy? Like, it's <laughs> water. How, how did he even spill that? <laughs> he I just like, <laughs> he was reaching to that. Really yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, though, before the water hits him, like when he knocks it over, yeah. <laughs> Billy goes, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, first of all, again, I understand. I think I read in the original script, Billy was also supposed to be 13. Oh, and so that makes okay. more sense because yeah. I don't know why they're palling around. Yeah, yeah. And is a child being <laughs> shitty to an actual yeah. child. <laughs> but dude, the things, the bubbling, and the—I mean, these things are gross. <laughs> like, that's not his fault. You no, were explicitly yeah. told not to get him wet. <laughs> Take it back. This shouldn't have even he was, happened. He was Take already. He was already in the trash last night. Just leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. But Gizmo continues to scream until a little furry ball pops out of his back, and then he falls silent. Pete and Billy stare at the ball until it begins to pulsate and grow bigger. More and more fly out of Gizmo's back to join the bigger one. Finally, they all reveal themselves to be more mogwai. Mogwais. Sure. Mog- mogwai. Yeah. Is it like sheep sheep? I don't or- know. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy stares in disbelief. Pete counts that there are five new ones and is like, can I have one now? It's like, dude, did you not just yeah. see that freaky shit that just happened? But Billy's not sure about that. Pete notices one with the mohawk, and when he reaches out to it, it snaps at his finger. Pete suddenly loses interest and goes over to the bed and starts reading a comic book. (laughs) (laughs) How were you unfazed by what you just seen, dude? He's like, oh, fuck uh, that. No. I'm going to go back to reading. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you just saw basically an alien. I mean, yeah. Give birth to five more aliens. Yeah. (laughs) Why is this so (laughs) muted? They're like, huh. Yeah, Yeah. weird. They're the MTV generation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Gizmo looks literally heartbroken. Billy asks him what's wrong and he just shakes his head. He just gave birth. He's tired. (laughs) Give him a break. Yeah. Yeah. That's five. Five. Fuck me. In his room, Rand is working on a card shuffler that starts to go haywire when Billy comes in. He says that he has something to tell his father. But of course, Rand interrupts to show him the improvements he's made on the bathroom buddy. He's added a razor to it for shaving emergencies, which seems like an awful idea. (laughs) But when Billy presses a button, it sprays shaving cream all over Rand. Finally, he tells him there's a problem with gizmo. Mogwais multiply in water. He leads Rand into the living room to find the Mogwais acting a fucking fool. They've gotten into the presence. One sits next to Barney playing a tiny trumpet. Billy points out that none of them behave like gizmo and that the one with the stripe seems to be in charge. The one with the stripe, you will call him stripe, no. mm-hmm. is playing on a tiny arcade game, and the other Mogwais surround him and watch him play. Now, these tiny gifts are they? Mm. Were they presents for Gizmo? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know why they're here. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I gotta be honest. First of all, why are we not calling? Like, don't they all have a stripe? No, he had like a mohawk. No, yeah, he's got a mohawk. Yeah. We're calling him Stripe. They call him Stripe. They named him Stripe. Yeah. I guess Mohawks weren't prevalent. (laughs) They didn't know what was going on. But I do want to point out that Stripe is played by Frank Welker, who played Fred on Scooby Doo. Uh, What the fuck? That's hilarious. That's great. Tons of other. He's like prolific as fuck. But that's what I know him as. Right. Fred. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa. The one who sold him um, the Mogwai, yeah. he does a lot of voiceover work too. Oh no shit! He did, uh, or did uh, like Spider Man? I think he was in some Scooby Doo. Oh, and yeah, I was looking at his like his catalog of stuff, and I was like, damn, he did a lot of anime and cartoons back God, in the day. Damn. That's really cool. Yeah. But Rand isn't upset by this. He's excited. He says every kid in America is gonna want one of these. They might even replace dogs. Barney's like, 
excuse me? (laughs) He looks up at them and the new, well, it's Stripe, the new leader Mogwai spits at him. The spit lands between Barney and the trumpet playing Mogwai who looks very upset. I, I just feel bad for the dog. Yeah. Like, that's my yeah. whole thing. He's like, this He's is like, fucking bullshit. Fuck? He's yeah. like, I had a sweet job at the bank. Yeah. Fucking, I had one enemy in town. That's it. He's like, I was living and I the took life. care of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Stripe and his cronies just laugh. Rand is stoked about the prospect of the Peltzer pet, saying that this could be the big one. But, like, how dare you? I was going to, well. Like, you I, didn't invent this. No. Well, not only that, I'd be super mad. Dude, you were told not to get him wet. And You've you had him for a day. Yeah, for a day. Yeah, a day. Already. He, like, and what the fuck? You've lost your Mogwai privileges. Yeah. Like, clearly, you're not mature enough. He doesn't even say anything about it. Nope. He's, He's just like, like, oh, we've got more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Make money from them. Money, money. <laughs> Cash register sound or That's whatever. <laughs> Remember the faculty? Ka-ching. <laughs> 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 But that night, Billy is asleep in his bed next to Gizmo. The rest of the Mogwai all sleep next to each other until Stripe opens his eyes. Billy is then awakened by the sound of Barney howling. When he goes out to investigate, we see that Stripe has shifty eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Billy finds Barney outside, strung up on the side of the house with Christmas lights. Like this, that's, this is a lot. I'm going to be honest. I gasped. I mean, it's shocking. I was like, holy shit. I kind of forgot that that happened. And I was like, how the fuck is he, how did he get there? What did he do that pissed off Stripe? Like, all he did was look up at Rand because Rand was like, they're going to replace dogs. Yeah. And Stripe was like, no, your place trash. I don't understand why he got so mad. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. He's like, you know, a better way to know your place is six feet under. (laughs) I'll give you a new place. Like, I I don't get it. Oh, so you don't like this place? (laughs) (laughs) But inside, Billy dries Barney off as Rand messes with some random inventions. Billy is sure that Mrs. Deagle is behind this because she's been threatening Barney for weeks. Yeah. See, it's a bad look. Four weeks. Like, That's lady, a get a fucking ass- yeah. hobby. It's like, oh, it's that fucking dog again? All right. Yeah. It's my new murder plan. <laughs> it's just on-site beef with a fucking dog. Like, it's insane. But Lynn agrees. She just says that they don't have any proof. There weren't even any footprints in the snow. As she gets thick, disgusting coffee from one of Rand's inventions, mm. Rand tries to calm his son down. He's going to a convention, and on his way there, he'll drop Barney off at Billy's grandmother's house and then pick him back up on Christmas Eve on his way back home. Lynn and Rand share a laugh over the quality of coffee coming out of the machine. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did too. I was like, at least they know you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i feel like another it movie might work it might yeah another <laughs> movie would have had him be like well maybe you're not using her you're yeah, something like yeah. rand's just like yeah i know yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked up a little or her being like god damn it rand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've had enough of these inventions <laughs> i want to point out that the hammer invention of his was basically homer's homer invention <laughs> yeah i said homer. <laughs> homer twice his homer's hammer homer invention. Invention. Yeah. Uh, but mrs peltzer is she's got the patience of a saint yeah. she's a real one oh, and yeah. like i already liked her because I, I liked her. She's super supportive and just trying to do yeah. her best. But like, there's a scene later where oh, I'm like, this fuck. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, Talk about she's an unsung hero, yeah. dude. Why, is, why isn't everybody talking about her? But we cut to the school. And as Pete leaves, he passes Billy, who's heading inside to show one of the Mogwais to a science teacher. Inside, he shows Mr. Hansen, played by Glenn Turman, who doesn't even really seem shocked. He doesn't yeah. again. This is a man of science. Yeah. There was that little weird pellet in the faculty that wasn't even anything yet. And John Stewart was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like gonna, this is yeah. a fucking like what what is going on? Like it's, wake up, people. It spoke English to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it multiplied when I dropped yes. water on yeah. it. It's like 
I Somebody do wanna... call the fucking FBI. This is too much. Where is Bill Nye? I need him. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Where is Bill Nye? Yeah. He's not even a real scientist. <laughs> yes, he is. But Glenn Turman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised to see him here. Yeah. I mean, countless stuff that he's been in, but he was just Dr. Senator on Fargo. Yeah. He is fucking The Wire. He's in The Wire. Like, dude. No, he's no, great. Sure. He's a yeah. great character actor. But Billy takes an eyedropper and drops one drop of water into the box with the mogwai inside. We watch Mr. Hansen's face as we hear the multiplication process start to take place. And we see the little balls popping up out of the box. I just, okay. It was bad enough that he accidentally got gizmo wet. Yeah, yeah. now he's like, check yeah. this shit out. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea, dude. Not no. at all. <laughs> But now Mr. Hansen is intrigued and he asks if he can keep one here to run tests and Billy agrees. But now you've just made like, what, five more? Yeah. So now you have four more in your house. And I want to point out that at least he gave Gizmo some rest. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to have you give birth yeah. <laughs> fucking back two days back. in a row. But that this is oh yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. He said it takes responsibility. This kid yeah, has none. none. No, yeah. absolutely zero. But on his way back home, Billy passes by Dory's pub and hears his neighbor, Mr. Futterman, inside complaining about the bank closing down the factory. These are more just like Easter eggs or like little yeah. hints that like this town is in trouble financially. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, no, nah, but gremlins, yeah. though, y'all. Like, anyway. See, and that's one thing. Get that cat out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I wanted to point out because I've, I've seen a lot of stuff online of saying gremlins is an amazing satire. I'm like, mm-hmm. of what? It starts that way. Yeah. I mean, but it just peters off. It starts that way. (laughs) It's about gremlins. Is that right? (laughs) But Kate is kindly trying to get him to leave, but Futterman asks for one more beer. She says no, puts his hat on, and helps him to his feet. He drunkenly talks about taking his plow in for maintenance and it being loaded with foreign parts when he picked it up. More xenophobic shit from Mr. Futterman. But once he's out the door, she closes and locks the bar behind her. Once outside, Futterman greets Billy, then walks up to his plow. He drunkenly remarks that the foreigners plant gremlins in the machinery. That's what took down our planes in World War II. He climbs into his plow, still saying that the gremlins are everywhere, even our radios and our TVs. He tries to start his plow, but he can't. And Kate's like, maybe you shouldn't be driving. I think it's for the best. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was like, they're fucking just letting yeah. this dude drive off. <laughs> I, I don't like to plug other shows, but I think Mr. Futterman's going to be on Alex Jones this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I First of all, the, the thing is, is that that was a lot of belief for whatever reason during World War II. They said that right. gremlin shit all the time. And that's horrifying. Chris Columbus, uh, his father, he said that whenever there were, this is actually what partially inspired the film. He said whenever there was something wrong with the car, his dad was like, God damn gremlins are in the fucking thing. Like that sounds because like what we know gremlins has, that it's almost like a cute like, oh, there must be gremlins in there. But like, I didn't know that it was rooted in racism. Yeah, no, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's it's unbelievable. So that's it's pretty old. Fucking There's crazy. a Bugs Bunny cartoon with the gremlin oh, from 43. God. And that's the same thing. See? He gets in the end. Bugs Bunny and, did yeah. some cool. You want to talk about cancel culture? I think <laughs> Bugs is sweating every fucking day. Of his life. It's like I hope they don't find the cartoons I My made. Tweets. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they? Am I am I wrong in that Twilight Zone episode? Did they say it was a gremlin on the plane? 
Or was that the Simpsons version of the Twilight I Zone episode? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was one of them. <laughs> I just, it's totally a non sequitur, but there is one shot from the Twilight Zone episode where Shatner's screaming at him being on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then he like puts his arms on his chest like he's like coffin style <laughs> and literally just like <laughs> and flies away. It's one of the greatest shots ever made in anything. Uh, go watch that episode. Dude, he was in a lot of those. He was. William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. That show was fucking great. It was. Uh, but gremlins right (laughs) (laughs) but futterman agrees not to drive and starts to walk off in the opposite direction that billy and kate do still muttering about gremlins billy and kate stop outside a house to watch carolers sing to an old couple and they keep walking and billy commends her for how well she handled futterman she says she's used to it futterman's been like that ever since he lost his job he's just like a lot of other people around here they just want someone to listen see again it's starting to Mm -hmm. well hold on because kate kind of okay no girl she says it's even worse around the holidays because that's when people get really depressed. Billy's like, well, I thought everyone was happy around yeah. the holidays. It's like, Billy. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're no, a grown yeah, man. No, you didn't. First of all, Stop. your mom was watching It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom was crying in the kitchen and yeah. that had nothing yeah. to do with onions. Like It was because her husband can't yeah. invent <laughs> and she doesn't know how to tell him when it's time to give up on a dream. <laughs> But Kate says that some people are, but some aren't. When everyone else is opening up their presents, they're opening up their wrists. I said, God damn. Uh, I was like... (gasps) Well, I mean... I mean, she's not wrong, sadly. I mean, statistically, it's a very sad time for a lot of people. This is like peak depression season right but for her to put it that way yeah, yeah i was like Kate, a, little, oh, shit. a little tact even and billy's like fuck yeah. <laughs> i think gizmo's like fuck yeah. <laughs> is that even there <laughs> no he's not but i think <laughs> these are this is what i'm talking about with the like weird tone yeah because literally like we're going from gizmo being like bright light to yeah. fucking people are and like oh my fuck. god yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's 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 a shift yeah Oh, my God. But Kate tells him that the suicide rate is the highest around the holidays, which is true. Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, well, now I'm depressed. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're coming off really yeah. fucking ignorant yeah. right now. This is not about you, Billy. Yeah. No, not at all. He asks if she ever gets depressed around Christmas and she says she doesn't celebrate it. He's like, what are you, Hindu? I'm like, Billy, yeah. who are you? Like, dude, <laughs> he's been, he's been yeah. hanging out with Mr. Futterman. Yeah. <laughs> She says that she just doesn't like to. He says that it's fun and she gets pissed off. When people say you don't like other holidays, no one cares. But when you say you don't like Christmas, they treat you like a leper. Yeah, abort, abort. Like, <laughs> yeah, get out of like, there, Billy, dude. dial yeah. it yes. back, dude. And I'm sorry, but I guarantee she has a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like- it's Christmas, man. <laughs> There's lights and shit. Like, dude, you need to chill. But she starts to walk up to her house and Billy apologizes. Then she apologizes too, saying she's just tired and cranky. She thanks him for walking her home and starts inside, but he stops her. He asks if she ever gets any nights off from Dory's and she tells him he's she's off on Thursdays. So he shoots his shot, asking for her to go on a date with him next Thursday. And she smiles, telling him that she'd love to. Yeah. This worked out for Billy, yeah. but this whole move was ill-advised. It really was. <laughs> now, it was. Is, now is not the time, dude. Well, like, he was just, he had no tact. He's like, what? No. Did like, Santa Claus kill your parents on the side yeah. of the road? Yeah, or? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> she's, I know that, was a, that was a callback no, yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 1984, but like she's clearly struggling with something. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but we still had mental health in 1984. Right. Yes, it didn't and, sprout uh, up. No, it's like um, 
you could be a little little more caring, dude. He's yeah, just like, what yeah. do you mean, sad? But it's Christmas. Yeah, it's but, like, he's like, how about a date? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. trying to get him some skin, man. I <laughs> <laughs> get him some skin. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> but he says they'll make further plans on the phone, and she agrees and heads inside. Back at the school, Mr. Hansen readies a syringe and approaches the mogwai in his cage. He sticks him and draws out some blood for the test as the mogwai whines. In Billy's room, Invasion of the Body Snatchers plays on the TV as he eats a sandwich and sketches in his bed where Gizmo uses 3D glasses to read a comic. So yeah. he can now read. Yes. <laughs> See, again, it's another issue I have. Well, he's teaching him. I know. He's repeating words when Billy's talking to him, too. Yeah. But Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Yes, yes. But the other Mogwai start yelling and hopping up and down, and Billy's had enough of their shit, telling them to be <laughs> quiet for once because he's already fed them. Dude, I wanna I just wanna point out that it's been a day. Yeah. yeah. And he's already like, how about shutting the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's already over the it. The novelty yeah. has worn out. <laughs> they only get louder and more frantic, and after consulting the clock to make sure it's not midnight yet, Billy leaves to go get them food. They immediately quiet down and start whispering to each other. Billy takes a plate of leftover fried chicken out of the fridge and gives the entire plate to the Mogwais. Now, I, I'm i loosely calling this fried chicken mm-hmm. because it looked like raw chicken. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I know I gave a, yeah, I yeah. I gave a lot of um, praise to Mrs. Peltzer, but uh, uh, more seasoning, please. Yeah. I don't think she had a station <laughs> yeah, that was set up. and There's no room. No, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, with all these fucking... <laughs> gizmos yeah gizmo looks disgusted by them as they chow down greedily billy tries to offer some unseasoned chicken to gizmo but he refuses it he's like no i like my chicken good (laughs) (laughs) thanks (laughs) back at the school the mogwai in the cage eyes the sandwich that mr hansen is eating as he works on his computer he checks his watch and decides that it's time to call it a night he leaves with his bag of chips, but leaves the sandwich on the counter. It's like, at least throw it away, dude. Yeah. The Mogwai smiles deviously and pulls the sandwich toward his cage, and we hear eating sounds. I was going to ask, I was like, why didn't Billy yeah. warn yeah, him I was thinking the same about thing. the rules? There are only three. Yeah. Like, you could have quickly <laughs> run them down. But then I did realize that he was actively breaking one. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, it's like a black and white flashback. Yeah. Now, check this shit out. And he's like, trip, trip, trip. He's like, you see what I'm doing? Now, don't do this. Yeah, yeah I can't. this is a controlled environment Mm -hmm. but back in his room billy and gizmo fall asleep together watching the movie in the morning billy calls out for lynn to come up to his room all over the floors are what look like slimy cocoons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of the other mogwai are gone except for gizmo lynn asks if he gave them any water and he says no he's like not yesterday (laughs) she asks if he fed them after midnight he admits to giving them chicken which i would be pissed if i were lynn because that was a full plate of leftover. like that was another dinner yeah and you just fucking gave it to these little like they're fucking rude yeah but not gizmo he's great they're all (laughs) (laughs) none of them dude but Billy's like, yeah, I gave them chicken, but I checked the time first. He looks over at his clock and alarmed, he runs over to it. Get it alarmed. Like, oh, right? Very good. The cord, of the, <laughs> the cord of his clock has been chewed up. He holds it and asks his mom just what is going on here. So did the did the Mogwai fuck with the clock? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they did. I don't like the fact that they know the rules. They're like, just roll it back 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will be none the wiser. I also do want to say, of course, with the we just saw the pods 
they're like okay we're watching invasion of the body snatchers last night and we're gonna do the pods next morning i also thought it could be an alien reference too oh for sure yeah so i mean dante is over here working overtime Mm -hmm. yeah at the school, Pete gets the slime on his hands as Mr. Hansen investigates the cocoon that Billy brought in. I'd be like, stop bringing shit to me. Too. Yeah. <laughs> he identifies it as being pupil. It's a cocoon and there are lots of changes going on inside. A metamorphosis. Back at the Peltzer home, Len is in the kitchen decorating dozens of gingerbread men when the phone rings. When one of Rand's gadgets fails to answer it, she gets up and picks up the receiver herself. It's Rand on the other end and... Lynn spares his feelings about the device not working, which again yeah. thought was very subtly sweet. She's too kind. She yeah. is. At a crazy looking inventors convention, Rand tells her that it's going great, but the competition is more advanced than what he had expected. But in Billy's room, the cocoons start to move. This is a huge problem, Billy. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not good. No. And leaving your mom alone with yeah. it? <laughs> He's like, well, gotta go. Yeah, I need to check on Mr. Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait, did Billy bring in a cocoon? I, that's what I assumed, but no, right? Because that Mogwai ate after midnight. Yeah, right. so that is a new cocoon mm-hmm. okay right. okay so hansen comes into work and he's like oh fuck well no yeah. he's not he's like oh it's in a pupil state yeah. like, dude <laughs> you should be scared yeah uh, no th- shit but yeah. he's, he's like it's a transformation into what though like yeah. you're not concerned yeah. why is nobody treating nobody- this? <laughs> you are a man of science yes. like i'm i'm just disappointed yeah uh, i wanted to point out at the inventor's convention i don't know if this is now or in a later scene but I do recall there's a man riding around on a little like wheelchair device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Steven Spielberg. First of all, <laughs> it wasn't enough. No, it wasn't fucking enough. <laughs> they said that he visited the set. He was on crutches. I guess he yeah. hurt his leg. And so Joe Dante is like, well, here, get in this and just ride around. And he's like, all right. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a man in a phone booth and it's Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. Why yeah. is that cool? But I don't know. We're like, cool. The the yeah. <laughs> there's also a little sight gag behind them because there's like a quote time machine unquote. Yeah. And then in one scene, it's like f- like smoking and yeah, being all yeah, weird. Yeah. And then it cuts to whoever he's. T- I think it was the mom he was talking to on the phone. Yeah. And then when it cuts back, it's gone, and people are like around it, like what the. That's fuck? hilarious. <laughs> like it's it's pretty good. Well, the competition is stiff because yeah. Rand did not go there with the working time machine. No, he can't even crack an egg. <laughs> but Rand tells Lynn that he knows it's Christmas Eve and that he's going to do the best he can to get home. At the bank, Mrs. Harris begs Mr. Corbin to talk to Mrs. Deagle, but he tells her that he's under immense pressure. And speak of the devil, Mrs. Deagle walks into the bank and again cuts everyone in line to hand Billy a check to deposit into her account. She asks if Barney is still under the counter, but Billy tells her that he's on vacation. Mrs. Deagle tells him to keep his dog locked up because if she gets her hands on him, he's in for a slow death. Would you, after what you saw, accuse her? Probably. I mean, she's the only person that's I'd been- be like a slow death with Christmas lights, you dusty old bitch. I'd, I'd get fired. I'd you get would fired get fired, fired that day. I would, yeah. I was thinking more of like an L.A. Noir. <laughs> like, <laughs> not you like vaulting yourself over the <laughs> counter. Don't fuck with my pet, okay? Fair enough. But at the school, Mr. Hansen watches a video about heartbeats with his class. Soon the video gets quieter and we only hear a rapid heartbeat as we zoom in on the box with the cocoon under it. Inside the box, the cocoon shakes with the heartbeat until it finally breaks open, sending out smoke. They're talking about heartbeats on the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I I 
wrote that. That's impressive. It honestly is. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what they say? A cat's heartbeat 120 times a minute? Some shit. Uh, well, it says that, like the human heart pumps a quart every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, if, that's a lot of yeah, fucking. No, I was we're, like, holy shit. We're fascinated. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't. Just while we're sitting here, our bodies are doing some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> just working overtime. Yeah. I already said that about something earlier. I don't know. <laughs> I did not listen to Bachman Turner on the way working here. Overtime. <laughs> I <swear to> God. <laughs> But in Billy's room, we see the same thing happening. Smoke pours out of the cocoons as they begin to break open. Gizmo watches, terrified. Finally, something starts to crawl out of one of them. In the classroom, Mr. Hansen notices the smoke as the box begins to shake. It falls off the counter just as the bell rings, and Mr. Hansen's like, all right, guys, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Once they're gone, he carefully approaches the fallen cocoon. Down the hall, he calls Billy on the phone to let him know that it hatched. Billy's like, I'll be right there, and runs away, leaving Kate just standing there like, what the fuck? He hands her the phone. Yeah. She's she like, does. I don't know yeah. who you are. Hello. Do you <laughs> in Billy's room, Gizmo watches on in fear as the room fills with smoke and shadows move in front of him. Mr. Hansen goes back into the classroom, calling out to the Mogwai, asking if he remembers him. He offers up a candy bar, thinking that it must be hungry. He opens it. It looked like a Snickers, right? It was because the label was facing the camera. (laughs) (laughs) He opens it up and the newly hatched Mogwai jumps onto the floor. Mr. Hansen can't see it, but its movement is tracked as it bumps into literally everything on its way to go hide under the desk. Yeah. Mr. Hansen's like, you're not still mad about that blood (laughs) test, are you? As he crouches down to the floor and offers the candy, sticking his hand under the desk. There's no way. Just, no. just set it just set it down. Yeah, take it out of the wrapper, and put it, it close down. enough, mm-hmm. kind of sweet talk them, <laughs> but don't put your again, fucking head you under don't there. Know. You yeah. don't fucking no. know what this is. And he gets like in there. He does. Oh, yeah. yeah. He smiles as he hears it start to eat, but the smile quickly gives way to a scream. Billy runs in just as the film on the projector runs out. He walks into the classroom and finds Mr. Hansen. His head is underneath the desk and there's a syringe sticking out of his ass. Now that seems excessive. Yeah. Uh, I, I took it as payback. For the blood test. Yeah. Uh. From what I read, his death was supposed to be more gruesome in that he was supposed to find his body with syringes, like a ton of them sticking out of his face. Holy uh-huh. shit. But then Spielberg, because again, they're trying to do a family friendly yeah, thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, I'll settle for one in the ass. Well, <laughs> and so that's that's what they did. I'm sorry. Syringes sticking out of his face is much less scary than someone ripping their own face off in Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Can we just have a little piece? <laughs> I think my thing, like I personally, this is at this point where I'm like, okay, so this is where the horror begins. Right. Yeah. And I really wanted to be right. Well, you know, let's let's keep going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Billy tries to grab the phone, but when he does, a small, dark, hairless hand scratches him. But wait, he had a phone in the classroom? Why'd he run down the hall to go call him? He doesn't like the reception. Oh, All right. <laughs> Heard. I do. I, before we move past it, I am very upset by his death. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He seemed like a really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But Billy takes a step back and watches as the hand reaches back on the desk and grabs an apple, but then it growls and throws the apple back onto the desk. (laughs) He's like, more Snickers, please. (laughs) It grabs a test tube and we hear it start to eat the test tube. Yeah. Why the glass, but not the apple? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, this tastes like blood. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) 
Billy hears banging. And when he looks on the other side of the desk, he sees that the creature has crawled through the vent. So they're doing a good job of teasing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we have not seen yeah. it. He goes into the nurse's office and wraps up his hand. But just as he's catching his breath, the creature pops out of the cupboard next to him. It is grotesque and ugly, completely different than the cute and furry mogwai that it used to be. This is our first gremlin. Mm-hmm. That's the I, title of the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the design. I don't know if you do, T, but I like how they look. I don't mind how they look. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like how they act. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my issue <laughs> like because they could look that's like this fan. and genuinely be yeah. frightening they oh could, yeah they could, yeah i i love the way they look i um, do too i think i'm just so used to them acting the way they act that i'm like no You're man like, i want to defend just like, how they yeah. are. but but i can i can also see that if they were scary yeah it would be scary yeah i would yeah but then this would be a completely different movie it would and that's what i'm saying like at the top i'm not i don't want to change a film to my taste yeah. but, but i would like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but scarier please yeah at the pelter house len hears noises in the kitchen we see that the noises are coming from billy's room obviously gizmo is tied to a dart board and darts are being thrown at him while he whimpers suddenly a hand grabs him up off of the board i can't remember who said it but they said that because like you said, T, the gizmos kept breaking down. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The crew was getting so frustrated with them that this was added in as kind of payback to them for breaking down so much. <laughs> that they got to throw darts and kind of torture it for right. a second. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. You got to blow off some steam. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. You keep saying that. <laughs> Lynn grabs up a knife. And when she picked up that knife, I'm right. like, oh, mama's not playing. Like, yeah. I... Well, I really appreciated it because I feel like in another film she'd be like Billy or something yeah. fucking stupid but oh, she's like course. no we're we're about to handle this shit but she goes upstairs to investigate the noises we see Gizmo being fucking yeeted into the laundry <laughs> chute <laughs> and we hear him land at the bottom of it there's no other word they fucking no they did, <laughs> they did. I was like come on man but he struggles to try to get out. As Lynn reaches Billy's room and through the smoke, she sees that the cocoons are now empty. The phone rings with Billy on the other end. He tells her that the cocoons have hatched and she needs to get out of the house. Just as, just as he tells her, just as he tells her this, we see one of the little hands rip out the phone cord, muttering, phone home. <laughs> we get it, Steve. <laughs> But that's why it's funny. I swear to God. I just don't. I can't, man. I rolled it's, my eyes. I was like, come on. See, and this, I think this is what I'm talking on. about. Like, He's like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> that gremlin looked like him. <laughs> He's like, I want this to look like yeah. my dog. I So the thing that bothered me again is like you're building all this tension. You're not showing them immediately. Yeah. You're showing her stumbling upon the cocoons that are empty. Right. It's a little like smoky and fucking right, creepy. Right. And then he's like, phone home. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel, you're killing the tension. I feel like, well, like you said, this is a, clearly at this point after it's been meddled with because it was a lot more intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a family film. And so I feel like, yeah, we're getting these moments of tension, but they don't want it to sit too long and actually scare kids. Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, E.T. Remember? Yeah. Remember E.T.? He's cute. Like, I mean, that's what I I don't know. But I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> be a child. Just be a child for a minute. 
I, I mean, <laughs> I can try it. <laughs> but Billy screams at his mom to answer, but the connection obviously is now cut, and he runs from the school. Back at the Peltzer house, Christmas music starts blasting downstairs, so Lynn heads back down. Once downstairs, she sees that the record player is playing the music and she turns it off. She stands surveying the room, but a fucking glass is thrown at her and crashes on the wall. (laughs) Tension mounts as Lynn raises the knife and looks around the room. As she searches, we see a shadow of one of the gremlins looking over at her before running away. Lynn goes into the kitchen and stares at disbelief at one of the creatures eating a gingerbread man and proclaiming... Yum yum. Yeah. <laughs> he really See, liked the cookie. He loved it. <laughs> but again, you just built up because her with the knife, the shadows. I was yeah. like, oh fuck. Yeah, no. And then he's what... no, he's just eating. Yeah, well. <laughs> eating a cookie and saying yum yum. <laughs> no. He really likes it. I was like, come on, man. You're, I'm supposed to be scared of you. I can't be afraid of something that says yum yum. Yeah, well. well it's, I mean, they're, they're good. I do <laughs> like good. That's not up for debate. I do like that. Uh, uh, the little details like they had the uh, feet prints and the hand prints uh-huh. on the wall and on the record player next to yeah. it real faint. So you can see where they were jumping up yeah. there. And I was like, all right, because I, I never really paid attention. And I've seen this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit. I was like, they they were up there. You can see them right there. See, and I I mean, the little there are little details that yeah. are good. But, but not yum, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. All right. One of them climbs into a Peltzer brand mixing bowl and Lynn turns it on. Green blood sprays as the creature whirls around inside. Yeah, he got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. so that I'm like, nuts. I feel like this kind of upset a little bit. Yeah. I know that he just, they just murdered a teacher. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of this, but I'm like, these aren't these cute little like, rah, we're going to get yeah, you. Like yeah. she just fucking killed. She just killed one. Yeah, I was, I didn't count on that. I was very Neither surprised. Neither did I. Another gremlin starts throwing plates at Lynn, but she uses a tray as a shield and literally fucking stabs it to death with her knife. Well, I was like, she just murked. Thing. <laughs> like, I know she put the other one in the thing, but this is very she, personal. Yes. Well, he's in her kitchen. He I is. mean, she had every right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that Lynn Peltzer is a bad bitch and I feel like <laughs> she does not get the respect she deserves. I feel like she's the goddamn MVP of this film. Absolutely. Yeah, and well. I have never heard her name. She's like coming to my home. <laughs> like, she's yeah. not fucking around. When another tries to come for her, she sprays it with bug spray until it backs up into the microwave. She turns it on and through the glass window, we see the gremlin explode. Lynn then arms herself with the knife in each fucking hand like an action hero (laughs) and leaves the kitchen to find the rest of them. In the living room, there's something moving in one of the stockings in the front of the lit fireplace. She slowly walks over to it and slices the stocking only for a moving toy robot to fall onto the floor. Yeah, she's a little jumpy. Mm-hmm. No, she's on I a mean, three but, three kill streak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're fuck. They're setting traps. Yeah, yeah. Like they're too smart. I don't. Yeah. I'm, they're very. They're yeah. very and that's smart. where it can be scary. Yeah, they're yeah. very smart. The relief only lasts for a moment as the Christmas tree behind her falls right on top of her, knocking her down. She starts to fight a gremlin that's inside the tree. Another one rises out of a box, and we see that it is Stripe. Still yeah. got the mohawk. Billy runs up to the house as the tinsel covered gremlin (laughs) uses decorations to strangle. (laughs) He finally busts in and stares in disbelief. He grabs the sword off the wall. I love that that sword was brought back, Mm -hmm. Um, but he grabs it off the wall and cuts off the gremlin's head, causing it to fly right into the lit fire. (laughs) See, okay. 
I, I want to point out that she was literally fighting against one gremlin yeah. in the tree. And it was fairly frightening to think yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. It Again, with the Zuni fetish, they, sure, they're small, but they're also quick and sharp. Oh, yeah. It's like a thing that if you think about putting yourself in that situation... It can be frightening. Oh, no, yeah. definitely. But then I remember he was eating a gingerbread cookie. Yeah. <laughs> that was another well, one. Oh, that okay. was another All one. All right, well. The one in the tree was out for blood. Oh, okay. yeah. That <laughs> one was actually <laughs> evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chopping off the head, the throwing him into the fucking fireplace yeah. thing. Dad, I was talking to him about gremlins yesterday, and he had made a interesting point as far as another film that definitely took notes from this film was a little darker in its tone but still a comedy was Krampus. For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, in this scene in particular, especially with like the Christmas tree and the biting and then the yeah, fire. Yeah. And, all and the that. gingerbread man. Yeah. It, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. It feels like the same tone almost. Right. Yeah. That's Mo- definitely yeah. super valid. But Billy checks on his mother as the gremlin's head just burns in the fireplace. Again, the relief is short lived as Stripe reveals himself from behind the curtain and then he blows his nose in it, which is just fucking rude. He's an asshole. He is. Yeah. See, and I'm annoyed no. by him because <laughs> I got a bone to pick with Stripe. With stripe. Even <laughs> he's just a little asshole. Even back whenever he was a mogwai, he spat at the dog. Yeah. He did. So he's he was born rude. bad. He's, he's, <laughs> and isn't that like a biological weaponry? Like he's yeah. using a spit, he's using uh, a snot. Like I'm like not here you're for it. Gross, dude. <laughs> 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 kind of like him. <laughs> you no, like his moxie? That's funny. No. God, he's a little fucker. That was fucker. just insult to injury. Like, it was <laughs> no, so fucking need, unnecessary. Hey, I even no. wrote there was like, he didn't need to blow his <laughs> no. nose in the he, fucking like, gave curtain. the finger. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Jesus. He's like, nice place, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy goes after Stripe, but he breaks through the window and runs, cackling off into the night. Billy takes Lynn to a neighbor's house. She's holding a towel on her bleeding face. Billy kisses her on the cheek before running back off. So I want to point out that even with the cuts that were made from the script, Mm -hmm. how it was way darker, way more gruesome. I did. Yeah. Because one of the things that was supposed to happen in the scene in the original script, when she goes up there to investigate, the gremlins decapitate her. (laughs) Holy shit. And her fucking head rolls down the stairs for Billy to see. I was going to say, and then then Billy's just supposed to go on the rest of the movie. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Like he didn't just see the worst thing ever. But even with shit like that cut out, <laughs> yeah. there were still people that complained that the fighting and violence <sighs> of this scene were too graphic. Get out of here. But we also have to consider that this was rated PG because PG-13 didn't exist yet. All right. And it was because of Indiana Jones and this film that they lobbied to get the PG-13 to exist. <laughs> because they're like, well, yeah, we this see that. It's a <laughs> <laughs> we agree. No, it's not R. Yeah. But, <laughs> but she did explode a gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean i get it back home billy sees the damage that lynn did to the gremlins in the kitchen and the silence now he hears gizmo still struggling in the laundry chute now he's even crying out let me out let me out (laughs) he is learning too fast he's like fuck <laughs> Billy lets him out, turning off the lights when Gizmo reminds him to. Gizmo's like, God damn, yeah, dude, dude, I ask you for three fucking things. <laughs> I do, again, the lighting in this film is great. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they use a lot of good use of coloring in the lights, yeah. the shadows. I, like, positives. I just yeah. want to continue <laughs> to, you know. 
At the convention, Rand sits next to a talking robot unsuccessfully attempting to call home. Outside with Gizmo in a backpack, Billy follows the tracks through the snow that lead to the Kingston Falls YMCA. The glass on the front door is broken, and so he just reaches inside to unlock the door and let himself in. Real quick, hmm. uh, I want to be where the dad's at. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. 'cause laughs> it's a fucking party. He man. had a robot behind <laughs> him. Uh, I was like, is that the robot from fucking Lost in Space? See, I was going to ask. But, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't I don't think it's quite it, but I was like, it was maybe the robot it is. from E.T. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the robot? Wasn't there a robot in one of the Rocky sequels? And he's like, happy yeah, birthday, Polly. Yes. <laughs> was it that robot? No, it wasn't. Okay. That one, that one <laughs> was uh, Rosie, I think. Was that a real fucking, like, <laughs> look, I've never seen any of the Rocky films, but I can't imagine there's a scene that makes sense that somebody gets a robot <laughs> for that birthday? says, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but the robot's in the movie. It makes no sense Does to me. Is the robot box? Uh, no, <laughs> but it, it is Polly's girlfriend. <laughs> what? See, I don't. This is just unbelievable. It's, it's just his robot. robot. No, it's, oh, it's, like, it's just his robot. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, like you have a robot. He has a robot. Everybody mm -hmm. has a robot. Everybody in Philadelphia <laughs> has a robot. <laughs> As he slowly walks through the YMCA, the alarm goes off, scaring him and Gizmo. Billy tries to open a panel in the wall to shut off the alarm, but it opens by itself and out pops Stripe. Billy and Gizmo go down and Stripe scratches Billy across the chest. <laughs> Freddy Krueger style. He, he just does it and runs away. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's just a fucking taste. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> just to show you what I can do. <laughs> Billy gets to his feet and tries to grab Stripe, but Stripe cannonballs into a pool. So did Stripe come here with the express purpose oh, no, yeah. of getting in the pool? Well, he, oh, yeah. he held his nose and everything and jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> As he sinks, bubbles rise up and soon the entire room is flooded with smoke. Billy grabs Gizmo and runs away from the YMCA as we hear multiplying gremlins laughing their asses <laughs> off inside. I want to point out a couple things here. <laughs> the first thing is that as soon as the smoke starts to fill the room, yeah. like Billy is in the background of the shot. <laughs> the focus is the pool. Yeah. But watching him run away was the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> because he's like, oh, this is Absolutely too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to ask for help, man. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing, though, is that he's carrying Gizmo in his backpack. Yeah. And this was necessity. Because they said puppet legs are fucking difficult. <laughs> they tried. I saw in the featurette they're filming with the puppets right. with legs and it just does not work at all. Well, so the backpack was a, you know, right. to where they don't even have to worry about it. I'm flashing now on a scene later in the film where he is running and it's just him crawling along the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looked really fucking exactly, funny. See? <laughs> but now I understand they're why. Like we couldn't get around yeah. at that time. It's but. just like army crawling. Guess <laughs> what? Like, what are you doing? But we cut to Billy at the police station trying to explain the situation to the incredulous sheriff who is openly drinking with Deputy Brent, played by Jonathan fucking Banks, a.k.a. Mike Ehrmantraut, if you're nasty. Dude, I <laughs> I was blown away. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. I was I've never seen him young in my no, entire life. And he, he literally sounds exactly the same. Yeah, he yeah. looks different. He looks he does. like yeah. weird. I'm so used to seeing him bald and old. I literally paused Better Call Saul to watch Gremlins. Man. And I had no idea. Some of the yeah. people that show up in this cast, it's surprising. No, yeah. Well, she had told me and I was like, uh, He's like, I don't know who that yeah, is. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I had told her I said uh, James Woods. She goes, that's not this. 
<laughs> I go, well, I said he looks like he can be related to James Woods. Oh, she was like, is they it the a, hair? They had a hairline. Yeah, I was like, hairline. oh, it's the hair. But yeah, I was very, very surprised. Yeah, because he looks different. He looks weird. Because yeah. like, like I said, shit. I watched this for the first time last year mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize yeah. that that was him. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah. But they laugh as he tries to warn them that there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of gremlins coming to wreak havoc on the town. (laughs) I mean, the way that everyone has reacted to meeting the Mogwai, like, Mm -hmm. why are they like, oh, fuck you, kid? Like, now you're now you are rooted in reality. Uh, Like, I'm confused. Well, the thing was, is that I was just thinking, you know, just show them Gizmo. Yeah. But then that wouldn't even get a reaction out of them. They're like, oh, he's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Sheriff Frank asks where the gremlins come from, and Billy explains that they don't start out as gremlins. They start as Mogwai. He tries to take Gizmo out of the backpack, but Gizmo's not having it. Billy asks them to turn off the lights, and Brank gets up to do so. Gizmo's like, the fucking light. He's like, what do you not understand? (laughs) What part? (laughs) But outside, we see a hyper-realistic depiction of a huge group of gremlins walking through the snow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It was more convincing than Belial. I'll say that. Yeah. What about no, yeah, what about definitely. Annie Wilkes? <laughs> what about Annie Wilkes is that? We got a contender here. <laughs> this is the stop motion, correct? Right. Yeah. Joe Dante said that he always loves stop motion, so he wanted it in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you see it's very funny because they are just very they're improvising. Right. Yeah. They had, I guess, a light go out while they were doing it. Mm-hmm. And you see it happen, but he said that they masked it by adding like a light breaking noise. Mm-hmm. And so they said, Well, just assume one of the gremlins threw a brick. There you go. Like, all right, shit. It fits. It yeah. worked. From what we know of them, it's canon. Yeah. Like it sure. totally works. But at the Futterman house, Futterman watches TV while his wife, Sheila, played by Jackie Joseph, sings Christmas songs and seems infinitely more in the spirit than he is. When his TV goes out, he, of course, blames the fact that it's a foreign TV. But we see that gremlins are having the time of their lives on the antenna on his roof. It comes back up on a foreign film, which, of course, isn't good enough for Futterman. And when it goes out again, he puts on his coat to go outside and check the antenna. His only characteristic is he's racist. That's yeah. it. Like it's That's crazy. All. Like, dude, I I love my car. What are you talking yes. about? <laughs> dude, <laughs> the fuck? My Toyota is like, yeah. like eat shit, Futterman. Right. When he looks onto the roof, the antenna is completely normal, but he hears clanging and crashing coming from his garage. Now, this is where it kind of takes a turn because I was like, oh, like oh, they're playing on the antenna. Yeah. It's like no, we had a lot more in store. Yeah. Like, and as he's like walking through the yard, the music is very tense and good. Yeah. But then the second later, it, it's like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Suddenly, his plow crashes through the door of the garage and comes toward him with the gremlins at the helm. They cackle and laugh as he runs back into his house. The gremlins are having a damn blast as they drive the plow right into the Futterman's living room. Futterman and Sheila cower in the corner and scream as the gremlins plow over them. Just ran these people over. Yeah. And so this is where I'm like, oh, so they've murdered the Futtermans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, cool. Well, not but, his wife. His well, wife seemed guess, like a nice lady. You know, but yeah. she did marry a racist. And she, <laughs> she did. But the thing is, is that at this point, they've already killed before. So it's not yeah. out of the norm. So please explain to me in a minute why they're not dead. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you. There. I've never been run over by a tractor, but 
Right. I don't I think you just get up. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, do you, no, you, here's what happens. You're flat like a pancake. Oh. And then, and then you, you blow, blow into your thumb. Your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're fine, right? I don't think that works. I'll try, oh, it. Well. I'll try it next time. It sounds good. <laughs> Outside, Father Bartlett, played by William Schallert, puts some letters in a mailbox, but they come spitting back out at him. Mr. Anderson comes to use the mailbox and Father Bartlett's like, be my guest. I'm like, you're not going to warn him that it was just doing some freaky shit a second ago? So it's not my hand. (laughs) But Mr. Anderson sticks his hand in and he can't get it back out. The box begins to shake as Mr. Anderson screams and struggles against it and Stripe watches and laughs from his place in the snow. Elsewhere, a gremlin messes with the electricity of the traffic lights to turn them all green. As soon as he does, we immediately hear collisions and screaming. (laughs) And the gremlin laughs. That's just fucked up. See, they're just assholes. Yeah. Now with the station dark, Gizmo sits on the table while Sheriff Frank moons over him. He's delighted by the fact that Gizmo is holding an American flag, but Gizmo looks pissed. Yeah. He asks how such a cute thing could become a thousand monsters, and Billy explains that this is before it enters its pupil stage, and if it gets wet, it multiplies. The phone rings, and the sheriff answers, saying they'll be right over. He tells Billy and Brent that there was a freak accident at the Futterman house involving a snowplow. Billy immediately identifies it as work of the gremlins, but they dismiss him. Frank and Brent leave, arguing over which one of their drunk asses gets to drive. Yeah, I I was like, what? I got to be honest, I appreciated their dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because it's Jonathan it's like, Banks. Right, you yeah. always drive. Yeah. I can't do his voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you get it. You, heard, you watch the you movie. You know, yeah, you know what it is. So my understanding was that the Futterman's called because if they're calling it an accident with the tractor, right. they didn't say we've got two bodies. <laughs> right. Uh, you know? I yeah. mean, conceivably, it could be a neighbor. Saying something crazy is going down at the old Futterman place. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like that's how everyone in a small town yeah. talks. <laughs> you can do that impression. There's, but. A, yeah. there's a problem at the old Futterman place. I guess. I mean, that's more reasonable. I'd rather they're... <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> but, you know. I almost spit my water. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're dead. Mm-hmm. Outside, Stripe and some of his cronies see the sign for Deagle Real Estate. He begins to chant the name Deagle. (laughs) (laughs) Again, they can read. Billy did not teach them. So unless Gizmo did, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, Gizmo was reading Uh, that comic book. To them? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Did we we just glance over the fact that those cops were drunk leaving? Oh, fuck, you're right. No, I said which one of their drunk asses gets to drive. They were arguing about it. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. No. No. Don't drink and drive, kids. Do not. But Stripe seems to come to an agreement with his friends inside her mansion, which like is dirty. Did you see like she has shit everywhere? Yeah. Like if I had a mansion, I would take care of it. Mm-hmm. Give That's, give me yeah. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. yeah, I will prove it. But Mrs. Deagle rides a lift down her stairs and argues with her cats. She starts to hear the gremlins humming joy to the world outside and is immediately disgusted by the idea of carolers. <laughs> I just want to say I hope no harm comes to these cats. Yeah. Yes. Because I love every single one of them. Yes. <laughs> I would die for any one of them. Mm-hmm. She comes outside armed with a pitcher of water to throw on singing children. Like yeah. she was like geared up. <laughs> but she stops in her tracks when she sees who's actually out there. No. The gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think T's left the building. <laughs> The gremlins are now dressed in earmuffs, 
hats and scarves and they're holding sheet music <laughs> it's cold outside <laughs> where do they get the music so they've got <laughs> a, at the music store right? <laughs> they've got a props department now yeah. well you know you gotta love commitment to a bit they yeah. learned the song like i mean i'm proud of them <laughs> wow <laughs> i you can be proud of them but i'm disappointed in the filmmakers <laughs> horrified at mrs deagle run this is the only person that's and she's a cunt whatever yeah she's the only I'm sorry. God damn <laughs> don't threaten animals she's the only person who has reacted appropriately right. to these things because no, yeah. mm-hmm. she's like i'm about to meet my maker yeah. basically she's like this is the end so they've come for me yes, yes. Like, that's what she Ooh. says yeah. Like, like what yeah she runs inside and locks the door, but there's already a gremlin in there messing with the electrical component on her lift. She screams as she looks out the window. Yeah, saying that they've yeah. come for her. Somewhere else in the house, we hear her cats fighting. Now, I hope that the cats whoop some gremlin ass, but yeah. we I believe don't know. in the cats. She says she's not ready yet. I'm like, is this? Yeah. Do you think they're angels? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Do not be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. <laughs> But she sits back down on her lift. But when she presses the button, she <laughs> she rockets quickly up the stairs <laughs> along the track. And this is the longest staircase in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps going and going. And she continues to scream until we see her fly out the top window of her house. The gremlins laugh their asses off as Frank and Brent pull up to see Mrs. Deagle still in the chair on her back in the snow. When you say, you said she fly, flies out or, yes. or fucking rockets out of the house. I, it, it's a lot. It launched the fuck out of yeah. her. Well, it's, I mean, that she staircase. She was a bitch anyway, though. Well, I mean, we all hated her. Yeah. We all wanted her dead. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. But, I mean, the method at she which. Did. <laughs> but while they're staring at her, a gremlin rips a cable from underneath their car and runs away laughing. A man dressed in, this is so fucked up, a man dressed as Santa, who they recognize, comes running, covered in gremlins, crashes through Mrs. Deagle's fence and falls to the ground. Frank and Brent literally just watch this happen. Like, they're just watching him struggle and scream. This confused the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because Frank is kind of looking on like, I don't understand. I'm like, dude, think back, think back. You just what had a conversation. <laughs> Billy, like if you even, if you like picture, think of the word gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what I picture. If I, yeah. if I met a mogwai, that would be on the forefront of my mind for at least a month. Yeah. Yes. He's just like, well, like, I mean, yeah. it's just like Back not even. Work. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking weird. But they're just watching. A gremlin comes toward them and Frank fucking rolls up the window. Like he's like, you're no, on your own. He pushes his hand off of the window. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and then rolls it up. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. Not here. Brent asks that he take them back to the station and Frank just turns on the lights and siren and they take off. Outside of Pete's window, I was like, oh yeah, Pete exists. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Gremlins try to climb up onto the roof and one hangs from the Christmas lights. Pete shoots a few with his slingshot before using scissors to cut the lights and the gremlin falls. In the police car, Brent is freaking out. A truck pulls out in front of them and when Frank slams on his brakes, nothing happens. Their car loses control and flips upside down and the truck crashes into a building (laughs) and a gremlin is just loving it. Yeah. As Gizmo whines in the backpack, Billy gets into his bug. He's amazed when it starts right up. Remember, he was having trouble with it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. He drives off. On the radio, Pete has called in and is reporting that gremlins are running around town. But Rockin' Ricky Rialto does not believe him until we hear glass breaking at the radio station. 
Billy and Gizmo listen as Ricky screams and Gizmo cowers into the backpack. Yeah. I just want to point out something made me laugh on the radio because he goes, hey, you're not a Rock and Rialto yeah. fan. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that old fucking like Hulk Hogan thing where he's like, there's no Hulkamaniacs yeah. here? <laughs> That's how I'm like, it's just so absurd. I just don't get it. <laughs> Rand tries to call home from a gas station, but still gets no answer. He takes the opportunity, though, to try to sell one of his inventions, the Peltzer smokeless ashtray to the chain smoking attendant. Damn right. He's yeah. Use your every opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. I want to point out that the gas station attendant manager. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. He is played by Kenneth Toby in a cameo role. He was the lead actor in the original The Thing. Holy huh. shit. And I was like, wow. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know you've been waiting to you this entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm. At Dory's pub, the gremlins have lost their goddamn minds. One is swinging from the ceiling. They're watching TV, drinking, smoking, singing, eating. Kate looks horrified, but she's still waiting on them and filling their, yeah. filling their drinks. <laughs> well, they're not attacking Asking, her. Well, she's like, just, just please don't yeah. bite me. But one is wearing a trench coat and sunglasses and comes behind the counter and flashes her. That's not cool, man. Come a- on. <laughs> another one drinks beer from the tap. It's it's <laughs> it's anarchy. This is where you lose me. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. We're not that- done. <laughs> this was Steven Spielberg's favorite scene. I want to point out, but please continue. At a table, a group of them play poker. At the head of the table is Stripe, and at his side is the only feminine presenting gremlin that we've seen for the entire film. Mm -hmm. When she sees that one of the gremlins is cheating, she snitches to Stripe, who fucking shoots the cheater. I don't know where he got the tiny gun. Well... Well, they had cheat music, yeah. dude. I don't, <laughs> the crabs well, have machine guns. Yeah, nothing makes sense if anymore. They're like all over the town pillaging shit. They're gonna come across. They're stuff. gonna find a tiny gun. Yeah. There's a lot going on: break dancing and flash dance references. A gremlin jacking on with electricity, like Bender. It's just, <laughs> it's just fucking bananas. Kate continues to serve drinks and tries to light one of the gremlin's cigarettes with a match, but it pulls away from her every time she reaches forward until it literally falls backwards onto the floor. Noticing this, Kate grabs a Polaroid camera and takes a picture of the gremlins. The light hurts and disorients them, and she uses the camera to fight her way to the door of the pub. She's like, hey, mouse, say cheese. <laughs> no, but seriously. Try cool wit like that. <laughs> I I just have to ask, like, for me, this is too silly for me. No, this goes too far. This, oh, this you're crazy. Too, I mean, I and I like this movie. Yeah. When they started doing flash dance, I was like, what are we doing I, here? <laughs> I enjoyed all of this. Like this, I was like, this is it is very silly. It's I very, won't it's even, very silly. But I don't I think if if I don't know, it's just not too much for me. Really? Like it's there, all like a, all right, they they are us. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They us are at our just, worst, maybe. Well, you know, I mean, like, they're they're smart. They're understanding. Mm-hmm. They're learning. They're wearing clothes right. They know how right? to shoot a gun. <laughs> well, they could, it could be like, oh, I don't know what this is, and have, you know, a shirt no, for pants. Right? Like, yeah, they, no, they dressing, understand. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what? this is even scarier than, you know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. in there doing this crazy shit... You know what's up. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh man, you're gonna replace us, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think my thing maybe it's just the analytical. I mean, I like, it is. I I I get it. Because I'm like, how the fuck do you know about flash? <laughs> no, <dance?"> I, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just. 
<laughs> like enough to <laughs> parody it. <laughs> like this is just. <laughs> no, it's a lot. I can't defend that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. The defense rests. <laughs> but it is funny that you said that they're us. Yeah. Because I remember seeing an interview with Zach Galligan and he mm-hmm. said that the gremlins are basically the id of I mean, the human psyche. I yeah. Just totally, this unchecked impulse. Yeah, I absolutely see that. And I mean, that's fair, but I don't realize <laughs> that I instinctively <laughs> want to make flash dance yeah. rounds. Because <laughs> so, you're not tapping into yourself. That you? is you're fair. not listening to the little child. I'm keeping that shit in check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just before Kate can leave, though, a gremlin in a ski mask sticks her up with a gun. The camera jams, so she ducks, and the gremlin shoots a framed photo behind her. Just then, Billy pulls up with the lights on his bug blazing and Kate runs outside. They run into the car, but Kate is scared by Gizmo. Billy reassures her that Gizmo's okay, but when they try to drive away, the car won't start and the gremlins are throwing ornaments at it. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Sure. They make a run for it, dodging gremlins and running down the street until they make their way, I think, to the bank? Yeah, I think it was the bank. Was it? I'm trying to remember. I was still... Fucked up over the yeah. car seat. <laughs> <laughs> you just were cradling your head in your uh, hands. I was like, this is... <laughs> that, that was a lot, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely trashed inside, and Kate asks what those things are. Billy identifies them as gremlins. This is the first time they're actually called gremlins. Mm-hmm. But he says, just like Mr. Futterman said. He's like, that old racist was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate muses that this is just another reason for her to hate Christmas because the worst thing that's ever happened to her also happened at Christmas. As she stares at the wreckage of a Christmas tree, she tells her story. On Christmas Eve, when she was nine years old, she was decorating the tree with her mother and waiting for her father to come home. Her mom called his office, but no one answered. He didn't come home that night. He didn't come home on Christmas. After four or five days, everything was just falling apart. She says that she and her mom couldn't eat or sleep because the police could not find her father. The house was freezing one night, so she went to light a fire, and that's when she noticed the smell. The firemen came to get whatever it was out of the chimney. She and her mother were expecting a dead animal, but it was her father. Gizmo is fucking like, Gizmo's like, "Ah!" (laughs) No shit, dude. He's shook. I was going to say, even Gizmo. (laughs) Dude, it's okay. This is, again, another drastic shift in tone. Dude, not not even two minutes ago, one of those gremlins was just a steel town girl on a Saturday night. (laughs) Well, looking for the fight of her life and then she's like my dad my fucking dad is dead in the chimney dude i'm sorry well you you just had the silly so now we need the yeah serious. we gotta bring it back yeah. i guess <laughs> she goes on to say that he was dressed as santa claus as a surprise he was coming down the chimney with his arms full of presents but he slipped and broke his neck and died instantly and that's how she found out there was no santa claus it's a lot. Um, I read. <laughs> you said this was marketed to kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, see, I read that they were told to take this out because they couldn't tell if it was supposed to be sad or funny. Right. And Joe Dante was like, that's the point. Like, that's the whole thing of the movie is it's. Am I watching a comedy? Am I watching like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Basically. Well, but, uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Even Gizmo. Man. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rand leaves the gas station with the attendant in the doorway choking on the smoke billowing out of the smokeless ashtray I mean he sold it though yeah (laughs) 
Once Rand gets back in the car, Barney starts to bark from inside. So I'm like, at least he has Barney because we haven't seen yeah. Barney again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was very sur- I was like, thank God he's yeah. got the dog. I read that they cut out a scene where Gerald was supposed to be hiding in a bank vault because of mm. everything, losing his mind, like losing his grip on reality. See, and I feel like they should leave that in because they set him up as this just like villainous and asshole. You never see him Never again. again. <laughs> yeah. Just never yeah. again. He's like, I guess she doesn't like cable. And then that's it. Bye. But Billy and Kate leave the bank, but the streets look deserted now. Kate asks where they could have gone. And Billy rationalizes that since it will be light soon, they're probably hiding somewhere dark. Gizmo starts to chatter as they approach a theater showing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They peek inside the theater and see that the concession stand has been wrecked. One gremlin comes back to get more popcorn. And Gizmo looks fucking disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the theater itself, it is completely packed. Some of the gremlins rig up a movie while Stripe and the rest of them sit in the seats. They're all amazed and delighted when Snow White starts to play. <laughs> and as the dwarves sing, they sing and dance along with them. How they know the song, I do not know, because no. I know this is what you're about to ask I, me. The, yeah, my hands are already raised. <laughs> <laughs> it's music. Something about the music, because even Gizmo is humming along. He loves singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I do want to, I'm going to do a compliment sandwich real quick. Right. <laughs> All right. I love the desolate shot of the town yeah. as they right. make their way to the theater. Yes. Car on fire. looks fantastic. Yeah. All right, now for the meat of the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And this should piss you off, Nay, because you seem to get more angry at this than anyone else I know, is the breaking of your own rules. The Mogwai don't like the light. Yeah. What is a screen? It's a bright light. It's a bright light. (laughs) (laughs) So why is this happening? You're breaking your own rules for laughs. Right. But I got to give another the the bread. Right. Mm -hmm. The technical aspects of these shots of controlling all these. Yeah, I cannot imagine. I can't imagine. I think they said that all hands were on deck for each of these puppets. I bet. Because the theater is packed. Yeah. Yeah. But they did break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, but I'm still mad at them. It's them in there. I mean, but the the screen yeah, is an old movie. The, the, the quality is yeah. not great. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but back in the concession, Gizmo is singing too, like you said. Billy peeks into the theater and marvels at how much they are loving Snow White. They quickly make their way to the boiler room. Stripe runs out of milk duds because we know that because he's saying milk duds. This <laughs> <laughs> is getting too and silly, man. <laughs> and he heads back to the concession stand. There's nothing really left, but he's intrigued by the candy shop he sees across the street. In the boiler room, Billy breaks a gas valve, telling Kate and Gizmo not to breathe it in. <laughs> That's not yeah. something you can just <laughs> no stop now, breathing. Now don't breathe that. He lights a cloth on fire and they run. The film cuts out, though, and the gremlins see their shadows when they try to leave. Now, hold on. No, never mind. I was going to say the Mogwai don't like light. But no, she just fought her way out of a pub with light. Exactly. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying, (laughs) gremlins. I'm trying really hard. Yeah, she itchy and scratchy lands. (laughs) (laughs) But the gremlins see them coming out of the shadows and they come after them, shredding the screen. Billy and Kate run outside, barricading the door behind them. They run away from the theater and hide behind a car just as the theater explodes into flames. I'm like, <laughs> I know he was, I know the motivations, but <laughs> but Billy just committed arson. Yes, he did. <laughs> like, he saved the town. He, right? I mean, yeah, but at what cost? Eh, the poor owners of that theater. Well, they already Martin fucked Scorsese it up. is crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they did they ripped up yeah. in the concession stand but i mean we rebuild that's what that's what we do that's yeah. what film goers do man stripe though was not in the theater he looks over at it from the candy shop with both of his arms full of candy yeah. <laughs> he's got sweet teeth he's relatable <laughs> <laughs> billy and kate notice him and start toward him but he runs they climb in through the window and into the department store billy explains to kate that stripe is the leader <laughs> i don't know how he's <laughs> this out, but <laughs> he says if he makes it to water this is all going to start all over again he hands Gizmo over to Kate so that they can go find a light. But before they part ways, they share a kiss. It's like, okay, payoff. Billy grabs a bat and goes after Stripe. As they're getting into the store, he has to break like the windows. And then like I had read that he told Zach Galligan, don't break the sign that says candy. Yeah. It's a very expensive prop. <laughs> And we literally just watch him <laughs> <laughs> smash it to pieces. <laughs> that toy was flimsy as shit. You're not going to fit through all that, dude. That is true. I was like, that's fucked up. That sucks. He got in trouble. He was on, it was on uh, Film School Rejects. They said on commentary, I think it was Joe Dante pointed out, and he's like, now watch what you do. <laughs> it's just hilarious. That's hilarious. But as Billy wanders through the TVs, Stripe somehow broadcasts himself on them, and Billy quickly smashes one. I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it either. I know he's shaking his head. Kate finds a control board and just starts flipping switches, causing ads to start playing over the intercom. I just want to point out at this point, Gizmo mm. needs to start pulling his weight. Yeah, <laughs> just take it out. He could yeah. have just stayed at home with mom and dad. He was singing yeah. for th- he was singing for them at the theater. That did not boost my morale. <laughs> like, it, it did nothing. Yeah. No, it means nothing. Either grab a spine and start cracking. Like, get- <laughs> no, hold on, because he's he's about to start army crawling and doing shit. Just uh, hold on. Better late than Give never. Give my man Gizmo some grace. Mm. Billy continues to search for Stripe, but walks right past a plushie of E.T. Of course he that does. That Stripe yeah. is hiding behind. I was, I was going to say. <laughs> of course. What else could it be? As she continues to flip switches, Kate inadvertently turns on the fountain. Great job. <laughs> Stripe attacks Billy, but takes off on a tricycle. Yeah. In the control room, Gizmo has jumped out of the backpack, and this is when he army crawls across the floor. But wasn't he riding a skateboard earlier? This dude, he's versatile. He is. You don't put Stripe in a corner. (laughs) See, he's the original uh, Saw. (laughs) (laughs) See, for all I know, that is a reference. I don't know. Stripe starts throwing shit at Billy until he is down in a corner. Gizmo, though, sees that the shades on the ceiling are slowly opening with the morning sun. He's fucking throwing saw blades at the dude. Dude, it's yes, like, he is. <laughs> One like goes through the wall. Like, yeah. He's fucking throwing them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Where is he getting this power? <laughs> <laughs> he's all amped up on fucking milk duds, That's man. That's true. Unstoppable. Yeah. Sweets to the sweet. Yeah. <laughs> But Stripe continues his reign of terror, shooting and hitting Billy with a tiny arrow from a tiny crossbow. Billy continues to get his ass whooped until Stripe yeah. comes at him with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah. And I I read that Joe Dante said that this was added as an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was no chainsaw in it. I can dig nice. it. But Billy is barely able to use his bat to keep himself from getting chainsawed in the face. Yeah, he's going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know how that bat's holding on as long as it yeah. does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Gizmo, replaying the race car movie that he had watched in his head, takes control of a toy car and hauls ass over to them. 
Kate, fi- <laughs> I say hauls ass. It takes him a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate finally breaks into a fuse box and starts turning on every light in the building. Stripe is blinded by it and falls off of Billy, but still holding the chainsaw that drags him across the floor until it pulls out of the plug. He stands up and finally notices the fountain. He muses water yeah. before being distracted by a gun in the store window. And I think he goes, gun? Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> says, a speaking spell? Like, just yeah. <laughs> get your shit done. Murr. <laughs> <laughs> Rand listens to Rock and Ricky in his car as he says that it's been a rough night, but he's still here. Now in Kingston Falls, Barney starts to bark and finally jumps out of the window and runs over to the department store. On the radio, I heard him say something about turning the hoses on the fucking gremlins. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. dude. Please don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely missed that, but Rand should be like... If you were Rand, wouldn't you put that together that you brought a strange creature that nobody's ever seen before and now there are yeah. hundreds of strange creatures that nobody's yeah, ever seen before fuck. after you just saw it multiply? Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, he, he was yeah. at the convention. <laughs> <laughs> that was days ago. Yeah. But Barney jumps inside the window and Rand follows. Inside, Billy finds Stripe standing on the rim of the fountain. But when he gets closer, Stripe starts shooting at him with his gun. I don't know why there was a tiny gun for sale in the window, but here we are. He sticks his finger in the fountain and it starts to smoke. Billy just watches as Stripe's back starts to ripple. Stripe really could have just jumped in. Like, he's yeah. showboating. Like, we've already talked about this. I don't understand. Like, while he's, like, vibing off of this No, thing, it really yeah. seemed like he was enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> just stab him in the spine or something. Like, what's stopping yeah. you? Billy's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late, guys. Go home. But Gizmo has been Tokyo drifting around the store this he entire did. time. And he finally launches himself into the area by the fountain. Stripe sees him and immediately threatens to shoot him. Gizmo, though, just says bright light and pulls on a lever that opens up the ceiling shades the rest of the way. Stripe screams as he starts to burn and melt. Rand and Barney finally find him as Stripe dies and falls into the water. I did read or Zach Galligan said that in this scene, he and Gizmo were each supposed to pull a lever to open up the ceiling. They filmed it in everything. But when he saw the cut of it, it's only Gizmo <laughs> yeah, dude. that pulls the lever. And they said that Gizmo is supposed to be the hero point blank well, period. Yeah. Billy does not come in with the assist. Like it's all Gizmo. And so Joe Dante told him, well, whose idea do you think that was? Mm-hmm. And Zach Galligan says, I know, but I'm not going to say because I would like to work for him again. God damn it, damn. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying any names. I'm just saying Let what my the dog gentleman save said. The day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's you yeah, watching right. it at home. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did want to point out the reason for that because I read that in the original script, and this is mind blowing <laughs> shit. The original script, yeah. Gizmo turns into stripe yes there was one character yeah uh-huh. and it was steven spielberg's idea to make gizmo this like play playful little right, right. companion you can sell merchandise you can sell merchandise yeah yeah and so if you make him the nice mogwai right. and then you have an entirely separate villain now you run into this issue in the end where well he's got to do something yeah and that was the compromise of having them both do it yeah and then they're like well actually <laughs> fuck billy though <laughs> so but i mean 
what a different film it would be if Gizmo turned into Stripe. Yeah, right. but that's why Gizmo's just a really cute little sidekick. For, yeah. Who does like, nothing. You were yeah. like, he's not even pulling his own weight. It's because yeah. he wasn't supposed he wasn't, to be no. here. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to be evil right yeah. now, dude. <laughs> I'm doing that shit. I'm eating milk duds. It's like, no. <laughs> Billy comforts Gizmo and wraps him up in Rand's scarf. As Kate cradles him, Billy walks over to the fountain. Stripe's skeleton jumps out at him only to collapse on the floor. Barney backs away as he melts and bubbles on the ground. I got Evil Dead vibes. Yeah, it looked, yeah. It looked good, right? Yeah. Got, no, oh, it I, did. I like that a lot. Yeah, and poor, man, poor Stripe. He just wanted some yum-yum. He was <laughs> No, he had he had <laughs> yum-yum, and it was not enough for him. He, he, he ran out. That's he why not, he went to the candy store. Ran. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> then, no, he... <laughs> He literally was going to get snacks for him and his friends. Yeah. And when he comes back, all his friends are murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so, so really, he Stripes, almost, Stripes the protagonist. <laughs> but he did blow his nose on the curtain. So he I did. cannot, right, I cannot yeah. root for him Don't in good content. That. that is true. Bastard. <laughs> but back at the Peltzer home, they watch the carnage of the town on the news. Kate takes Gizmo's temperature with the thermometer as Lynn admires him. She turns to go get him some chicken soup, but almost runs right into grandfather who is just standing in yeah. their living room. Dude, I didn't realize he was standing on a step. I was like, he is eight <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> Rand identifies him as the man who sold him the mogwai, but grandfather takes offense at the word sold as he should. Yeah. He seems disgusted by the fact that they've taught Gizmo to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> He demands the box that Gizmo came in and loads him up as he chastises Rand. Hey, maybe that's where the satire comes in. The fact that they watch so much TV and that's what they did with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, they a grandfather's about to make some fucking yeah. points. Oh, he does. Okay? That is fair. He says he told him that owning a mogwai came with great responsibility, but he didn't listen. He did with the mogwai exactly what his society has done with all of nature's gifts. They don't understand and they're simply not ready. I'm like fucking mm -hmm. mic drop. Okay. As he turns to leave, Gizmo chatters and grandpa says that he has something to say to Billy. Billy's like, you can understand him. And it's like, yeah, he's been speaking plain English. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what bright light was it? Yeah. What? what? I don't know I don't, <laughs> what the fuck you're he's saying. Right. <laughs> he's not singing Kanye, dude. No. Like, That's not Jeez, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not ready, yeah. Billy. I'll just say that. <laughs> but grandfather says that all you have to do is listen to him. <laughs> he opens the box and Gizmo pops his head out and says, fuck. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He's like, we've been through a lot, man. <laughs> That's what you taught him? Like, yeah, geez. <laughs> no, grandfather's even more yeah. fucked up. He says, bye, Billy. Grandfather tells him that one day he may be ready, but until then, the, <laughs> the mogwai will be waiting. Rand apologizes to grandfather as he should and offers him a Peltzer smokeless ashtray as a token of apology. Grandfather recognizes it from a man trying to sell him one at a gas station and happily <laughs> accepts it. They all watch from the porch as grandfather and Gizmo leave. I was really expecting Gizmo to be like, stay or yeah, something. Yeah. I love that he's like, no, we're fucking yeah. going home. I, Gizmo I, was, Gizmo's like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I appreciated that he took the Mogwai back. Well, yeah. Because good yeah. Lord. Yeah. He, it's well, been, what, three days? They, <laughs> Look what you've done. Fuck. We don't have a movie theater anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and like three people are dead. Yeah. No, it's too much. 
Rand's voiceover tells us that that's the story. If something happens with your electrical appliances, wait before you call a repairman. First, turn on all the lights, check closets, look under beds, because you never can tell. There might just be a gremlin in your house. In my house? In your house. Oh. I really liked that little outro because I'm sure kids were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> my TV turns yeah. on all the time. Uh, but then the credits roll. So. It was like Van Helsing when he was like, vampires are yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. fuck. dude. <laughs> what did you guys think of Gremlins? Well, hold on, though. I do, <laughs> I do want to hear what y'all thought. But I read something about the novelization of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and in it. Corbin was Mr. Corbin, the bank guy, yeah. was murdered by the gremlins. Oh, shit. and also Pete, who we never see again after he's fighting the gremlins yeah. in the window or whatever. Pete feels so guilty over the death of Mr. Hansen because mm-hmm. that's his teacher mm-hmm. that he fucking runs away and nobody sees him ever again. Oh, fuck. yeah. So, I mean, like there was I don't know. I, I just uh, found that interesting. So I thought I'd share it. But right. what did you guys think of gremlins? <laughs> Obviously, I love the movie. Um, <laughs> even I, I don't know. Maybe it is still the kid glasses or whatever. But yeah. I still like. I still enjoy this movie. It. I mean, yeah, it's not the greatest, and and uh, the stop motion kind of <laughs> looks a little, you know, dated. Right. But I mean, it's fun. It is kind of here and there but i mean it's fucking gremlins you know what i mean yeah so i i will always enjoy this movie i was glad that the kids really liked the movie yeah they did um we gotta get on that second one yeah you think this I, is silly oh god well, yeah i i i have heard zach galligan and joe dante say that the second one is better than the first one so i'm intrigued we'll see <laughs> i'm intrigued I do like the second one. I'm not saying that I don't, but the second one <laughs> I feel like takes a little as a bigger risk. Oh like, yeah. no, than Flashdance? I mean, there's a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy this movie. Um I will watch it. For I, sure. I recommend if you haven't seen it, watch it. And I can see where it might not be a t- you know what I mean? Yeah. For somebody's taste. Yeah, it's definitely. Not, it's like it's it's got the money behind it, mm-hmm. but it's not for everybody, you know? Um, but I, I I, do enjoy it. I'm very glad. Mm-hmm. I really am. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. I enjoy when you guys enjoy uh, the movies we talked right, about. Right. Especially you, because you're so hard to gauge. Mm-hmm. You but you're are. also, at the same time, very easy to gauge. Right. <laughs> like, I, I can tell when you're not going to like a movie. Right, right. But I knew this would be one. Right. Well, it was kind of like like uh, your sister had said earlier about watching it when you were a kid. Yeah. And and I feel like that, I will say with this movie, that plays a huge factor mm-hmm. because it was something that I remember watching and seeing a lot. And it was like, oh, this is great. And then it, I think when the kids enjoyed it, it kind of solidified it more for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so this is a movie still... I loved it when I was their age. They're loving it now. It's yeah. like I, I, it made it even better for me. I think there's a staying power to it. Right. And the ability to create nostalgia for future generations. Yeah. Like you guys have clearly. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it was a bad movie. Yeah. Right. Cause it's a very well made no, movie. Yeah. But I think it's, 
there are some aspects of it that are fun. Mm-hmm. I think they just take things way too far. <laughs> they do at, at, for me. at a certain point. It does point. get silly. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I mean, I can understand why there's so much love for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that it's a, I don't think it was made for yeah. me. <laughs> I, I like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, T had asked me earlier is how much I like it tied to when I watched it for the first right. time. And it might be. Because you had the whole family, you showed it to the kids. Yeah, yeah that's like it, that's super valid. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't. Maybe if I just watched it by myself the first time, I'd be like, okay. But I, it is, and it, it gives me kind of like that Christmassy feeling yeah, when yeah. I watch it. Um, I like it. Is it perfect? No. no. <laughs> uh, is it? Does it not make sense sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's just fun. Like I said at the top, you have to just take it for what it is. If you're expecting it to be. I, I want to say poltergeist, but that's just uh-huh. another Spielberg meddling yeah. situation. I don't know why. Um, but you know what I mean? Don't just go into it's fucking gremlins. That's right. just what it look at the cover of the fucking movie. And that's what yeah. the movie is like. It, no more and no less. It is odd to me that we set so much character work and work about Kingston Falls and like yeah. the situation. And then it's just like, ah, yeah, no. never mind. do they do you remember if they touch on that at all in the sequel? Or is it uh, just like, no, we're moving forward. <laughs> I'll say that the second one is in New York. Okay, so what? no. Yeah, so, so the answer well, is no. Yeah, so, <laughs> so th- there, there's that. Yeah. Okay, got it. But, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, yeah, want, I don't I want to set you on a false yeah. path. Okay, no, I, no, no. no, I appreciate it. Keep my expectations yeah. exactly where they should be. It's gremlins. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking gremlins. <laughs> But I guess we can go right into ratings. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a what you see is what you get mm-hmm. kind of film. And either that's good for you or it's not. Right. For me, it, it is successful more than it's unsuccessful, but it is unsuccessful in a few ways. Right. <laughs> but I mean, this movie is kind of hard to score. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go with what I when I was thinking about it last night, I came up with the number and I'm just going to stick with that. So on a scale from one to 10 insanely ineffective inventions, I'm going to give gremlins seven out of 10 insanely ineffective inventions. And I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. It, right. The movie is fucking fun. It's not going to, and I, I will say that I gave a little extra for the puppetry because oh, it is just yeah. like your eyes are drawn to them. I see why they like Gizmo's face was more important to them than Zach Galligan yeah. when they <laughs> because you they look so fucking good. Yeah. Like even the gremlins oh, yeah. look really fucking good. And it's just like that was 1984. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so impressive to me. But I'm happy with with my score and I will yeah. now open up the floor. I respect that score mm-hmm. and i i know i'm gonna be kind of the we're almost doing our own little compliment sandwich right, <laughs> right now um on the positive side like you had just said i dig the practical effects oh yeah, yeah. i mean i know that cg couldn't have accomplished at this time anything like what we right, saw right. so they of course went with the logical route of doing everything practically mm-hmm. yeah and the effort is worth it oh yeah because this does not really you're not taken out of it yeah you're not like oh my god this is this doesn't hold up anymore yeah you don't have that feeling i enjoyed some of the music yeah not that (laughs) all right not that one song not that one song uh the thing that i kept harping on as far as the positive thing as i watched it right the lighting is incredible in this film yeah Yeah. 
I really love the shots of Chinatown at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. I love the shots. Even whenever he goes into the pool to fuck him up more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's this really nice green light yeah. through the yeah, smoke. Yeah. I like that a lot. But on the negative side, I feel like it builds up all right. Right. And it gives you, like you had said, these expectations of certain things. For sure. And then it just falls off. Right. Like, so like now many we're things. just going to do shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gerald, he he's dead. He, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? It's Judge Reinhold. Right. Give him something to do during <laughs> yeah. the... I was, he was in two scenes. Yeah. Like, literally. And they never even spoken of again. Nope. No. <laughs> They're like, man, I hope Gerald's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> but I just think that the tone is very... <laughs> very odd because she's like <laughs> you know <laughs> and my father's broken neck and then a fucking gremlin does the moonwalk yeah. like, what am i <laughs> what am i supposed to be feeling <laughs> i just don't know exactly what like, you're feeling i guess so i just don't understand and i just i think it's <laughs> i just think it's too silly with the gremlins man <laughs> I wanted them to be like, I, I am totally fine with the Mogwai being, doing like adorable things. And right, right. I'm even sure, let them say some words. Yeah. But I want the gremlins to snarl. You want them like, to be scary. Yeah. 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 I, that would have like, been nice. It's a matter of the transformation. Right. If you're still <laughs> acting like a Mogwai, but you're just a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's just blowing his nose in the tree. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what a dick, man. Gizmo wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would not. And even when they were Mogwais, they were pieces of shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> the yeah, other ones they were. were. So yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. And they came from your back. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, take some, <laughs> take some take fucking some responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with a little bit of silly. But I feel yeah. like they they took advantage of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I I think that's my major complaint. I just wanted oh it to be God. a little darker. Right. Just right. a little darker. No, I can see that definitely but um as far as my rating it's very difficult Uh Mm uh-huh um but on a scale of one to ten insanely ineffective inventions i'm gonna have to give gremlins i came here with a Mm 5.5 but i had a blast talking about it yeah Uh no this was really fun (laughs) (laughs) and i really got to give it to them on the practical effects so i think i'm going to be very kind Add another half a point. There you go. And give Gremlins six. There you go. Was it insanely ineffective? Ineffective. Inventions. Yeah. Out of 10. So there there you go. All right. No, and I can totally see that because it, it, like, like we said earlier, if they were evil, it would be a total different movie. Definitely. So I could, I, I can see how that would, like, man, I just wanted him to be a little more scarier. Yeah. You know, scare me. Don't make me, like, what's, why are you dancing? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Looking for the yeah. fire. <laughs> you're, you're doing little scenelets with, like, a jazz musician. I'm like, what I, the fuck? <laughs> But I, I, I loved it. I, it was so like, what Do the I have fuck? a concussion? <laughs> I thought I fell asleep and dreamt that. No. No. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> but it, oh it, it does get very silly. Um, but I do, like I said, a lot of it does have to do with watching this as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then watching it with the kids and you know what I mean? And then, you know, your sister and liking it, I was like, you know, okay, cool. You know, I was like, this is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a movie from the 80s. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
um not all the practical effects look great mm-hmm. but a majority of them look fantastic they do um i don't mind the silliness you know what i mean so yeah. like i said to me that was a treat i was like oh this is great oh this bitch is dancing you know this, uh, <laughs> this dude he's fucking chugging a beer this other one's you know what i was like I, they're all over the place just fucking freaking out you mm-hmm. know what i mean having a good time but I like I said I know the movie's not perfect right. but it for me it's it's a uh it is something that I remember and that I I'm pretty sure I'll still watch you know what I mean but on a scale from 1 to 10 insanely ineffective Inventions. Inventions. Maybe I went too far. (laughs) It's usually only two words, man. (laughs) (laughs) You screwed us. (laughs) I'm going to give Gremlins an eight out Mm. of ten. I do enjoy the movie. And, dude, I remember what I I was going to say. The props. Like, I know we said it. But... All the shit that they got going on at that convention, all the stuff they had to like build to make sure that it worked or did something yeah. mm-hmm. of his inventions. I mean, that took time. What and about then, the set design? Yeah, and the, yeah. And the yeah. Like, shop. You sit there and it's like, God damn, you guys had to make this work. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was no CGI to shoot something or to make sure that the toothbrush comes up and then like, all right, we gotta figure out how this hose connects to that. Then we're gonna put <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this has to work even for ten seconds. Yeah. It's like how much time did you fucking waste on that stupid ass? What is it, bathroom pal or bathroom, <laughs> bathroom buddy? Bathroom buddy, yeah. sir. Well, it didn't work. No, but. it didn't. Yeah, and it will not be for sale. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There was a lot of cool shit in this movie. And then, like you said, in Chinatown, mm-hmm. that looked yeah, fucking fantastic. It really, it really did. I loved that a lot. But yeah, this that this movie, like, there's a lot in there to appreciate, you mm-hmm. know? But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Gremlins and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, if you're lucky enough to experience something new and mysterious, it is of the utmost importance that you follow the rules. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for our thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yum, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's the real. That's it. That's that's my favorite thing in the episode. What have we been teaching? (laughs) (laughs) Grandfather's like, this is fucking pathetic. (laughs) A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Husden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis Anissa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany, 
Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Garrett Rogers, Jordan Roberts, and Danielle Peralta. Thank you all so much. Thank you all. Yes, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we should all just give one. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's our new ending. Yes. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to read a gizmo fuck for everyone's yeah. name. <laughs> But we just want y'all to know that in a world that can sometimes be very dark, each and every one of you are a bright light. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of sweet. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, It's the holiday season. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time.